Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning, amigo. I heard you already. School's back, honey. Good morning, amigo. To let Amador in, and you know, like, I'm just, I can't be in four places at once. As much as I hate to say this, actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to continue with my radio show. Good morning, amigo, on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This would have been a good time. <laughs> Only for about 30 seconds for Yendi to be in the studio. Could have used a third adult. But then after that, she could be home on, on her Zoom. Good morning, young Yendi. Good morning. As long as Sean Mendez isn't going to jump out at me. So Sean Mendez has become quite the hit here at Slam Radio because, uh, well, there are people who get spooked multiply by our Sean Mendez. We have a Sean Mendez that pops up in different parts of the studio from time to time. And we have in our entranceway... Um, Gets me every time. Yes. It's a cutout of him. And it's very... When you're walking through, the last thing you remember is that there's life a cutout life. of him there. It's life-size, too. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, he's cute. Don't get me wrong. I but, got it. But yeah. So Just, it spooks people when they walk through. So... I've had an ultimate plan. I'll have a new plan that I'm not going to divulge <laughs> that's going to make this worthy, worthy, worthy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But evidently, we have gotten many laughs here at Slam Radio thanks to Sean Mendez. And I think some sort of video tagging it to him with them getting startled by seeing him would work well. Because then the best part would be to actually get him to come in here. And then instead of the cutout, it'd actually be Sean. And you see these people freak out. See my plan? I see your plan. You got to set it up. It'll never respond. I hate surprises. It'll go viral. You think? Yeah, probably. It has to be done correctly. Yeah. Like, we I would need the services it. of the Luis Perez for something to go viral, right? He's the viral monster. He's the, the viral vampire. Jimmy Kimmel last night. You saw that? That's crazy. You saw that? That's pretty cool. Our good friend. Cool. He's your very good friend. And I've met him and gotten to know him through you, so I'm not going to. Pretend he's an old buddy of mine. He's your old buddy, but he's our buddy because the guy is the super coolest. He's part of Slam Fan because when this place got started, he was the broadcast, the TV broadcast teacher and got everything started. He was the inaugural TV broadcast teacher at Slam many years ago. Mm -hmm. Dude's got talent. He's got skills. And he went hey, and buddy. he touched something and made it gold. I was so proud of him. That was cool. I saw Even that. after the finals, that guy's still making like, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So am I supposed to talk about sports now that the heater gone? I guess. I mean, it's a new chapter in sports talk now. Like, we're not really? going to talk about the NBA Finals mm. anymore. Really? One note about the heat. What a ride. That's what I all I saw about the note on the news yesterday was how much of a ride fan fandom and ride and this wonderful happiness feeling that they brought in. So that's all I want to say about the heat. I'm Go sure. Th I'm sure they feel pretty freaking good now after three and a half months that they're finally out of that bubble and confined space. I wonder what it feel like when, like, they go back into the world. Because, like, you know when you go to vacation and you come back and you're like, man, I feel like this place feels different. It's only been, like, a week. Imagine them feeling after three months. I welcome them with open arms. Welcome home, guys. You guys, you, you, you're finished talking about the NBA? I'm done. We're done. done. That's We're the done. only thing there is to talk We're about. We're talking about the, the heat. Okay, you're right. You may be right. But the heat. You t once you said bubble, my mind went blur. You went bobo after I said bobo? It's NFL football season, brother. Oh, that's it. Now, now you're fully committed into NFL? What about baseball? What about your sport? 
And I love baseball, of course, but I always love baseball. The problem right now with baseball is that none of the teams in, that are still in it are of my liking, except maybe the Dodgers who are down one game. I must be the kiss of death this year with teams. Once I hike to your bandwagon, you're sure to get a losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> we can call that the Amigo curse. Well, hold on. I picked against the Heat, and the more I picked against them, the more they won. The moment I was like, could this be possible? <laughs> So you're rooting for the Braves now? Do you want me to play the tomahawk chop and uh, everything on the show? Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. I heard it the other day in the Chiefs game, and I about cringed. I don't mind it as long as it's not coming from Tallahassee. The only time I don't mind it is when I'm using it as a point of mockery. FSU Miami week. And since that's not relevant anymore because FSU kind of sucks, then it doesn't have the same flair for me, if you know what I mean. I know. It doesn't have the same savoir-faire. Ah, but I go to I've gone to Braves games and I, and I'm I'm part of the hype when it, when it happens. To the so Braves. I went to the Braves game. It's not FSU. I don't mind doing it. I went to the Braves game and they went to start doing it and I looked at my son and my son looked at me and we kept talking. <laughs> and the irony was we had met some dude from Dunedin who's a Gator. Mm-hmm. We become actually pretty decent friends. Um, and we're just talking. Like he's one of my favorite Gators because you know he goofs with me, but he's not that kind of Gator. You know what I mean? Right. But he was about to get the what ho- kind of Gator are you talking about? The ones whose brains are larger than seven centimeters, mm-hmm. the ones that have an ability to reason, there's a few and far between, but the ones that are like that, I tend to gravitate to. You know, the, the ones that what have is it, the, uh, the, the law of attraction? So smart people hang out together. I was going to say the ones. That's that why have, I hate the gator. The ones that have a small Abdullah and Blumgada. Yeah, Abdullah Ablongada. Abdullah <laughs> That's a great uh, water boy <laughs> reference. Good job by you, Frank. Hmm. Yeah. So um, they start doing it, and, and we all looked at each other. So he's a Gator. We're big Canes fans. Really, we went, uh, <laughs> they, they paid for my parking. They paid for my ticket. Nice. I'm worried about if my house is going to be up tomorrow. No, I'm, I'm not going down like that. Fair enough. No chance. And we, all, and we laughed because it's like, what are the odds of that, right? Me talking to a Gator at a Braves game. And the child. And then come comes the child. Like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> True story, man. As much as we hate it, it's a very cool visual. You know that the Chargers blew it last night, right? They had a lead. I don't want to talk about that. The Kane, a Kane blew it. Yes. Our former kicker, uh, was Basley. Marvin Bagley, is that Basley, his name? Yeah. Saints trailed 20-3 to in the second quarter, came back and won 30-27. Yeah, I think it was a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter. They're still not themselves, though. What's no, wrong with that team? Not. They're not themselves. You want me to say it, or you want to say it? Um, it can go either way. By the way, the guy who quarterbacked the Chargers yesterday, Frank. You got to look at that. Am I on the air? Yeah, you're on the air. No, I don't want to be on the air. You know what I mean? No, not as good? Oh, my God. Great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a fantasy tip I was trying to give him so nobody could hear us because some of his, uh, some of his folks <laughs> tune in every morning. They didn't hear me say what I said either. Good. Right. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, so they went in overtime 30-27. to 27. I mean, they had to scurry with under a minute, and Hill had to score a nine, it was a nine-yard touchdown run with less than a minute to go to tie the game to take it into overtime. How do you think Drew Brees feels in a position like that? Like a clutch position like that, that he's supposed to be the man to be there to actually score in the touchdown and put Tremont Hill? 
No say. I know Breeze went for 325 last night. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, you look at a stat line, you're like, oh, Breeze is fine. What would he do without Camaro's 119 on the ground? Right? What do you do? No, he has a he has a great support staff. That's why he's so good. And what's crazy is that Michael Thomas wasn't in the game yesterday. We all know he got he was suspended yesterday by the New Orleans Saints because he punched a teammate in practice. Which why would you punch a teammate in practice? Because things aren't good in New Orleans, and it's because obviously they're not playing very well. So you know how that happens? Like get frustrated. The frustration starts showing, and then you start showing it in practice. I don't necessarily have a problem with people fighting in practice, but as long as before the season goes, because it shows that they're hungry and they're ready to go. So I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but. During the season now, it's a little bit of a different situation. And it's because it's obvious frustrations. has nothing to do with, oh, I'm, I, I just want to go out on the field. Drew Brees is not himself. He's not? I think Father Prime is, pick, uh, is uh, catching up. Father Prime? <laughs> but he's been slinging the rock. I mean, 325, Frank. Like, he is statistically doing good work. But there's something off. He has a thing. There's a pace at a Drew Brees-led game that's not there with them. Oh, I picked up when they had to come back from behind. But it seems like it only happens when their backs are up against the wall. And with the support staff that he has, you would think they'd be better. And they're not. Is it because he's maybe not focused? Because a lot of his a lot of his play this year has him throwing easy picks to 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 opposing defenses. Well, that when you get older, that happens. Because look at Brady. Brady, all he's been doing is throwing pick sixes, and it reminds me. I swear to God, it reminds me of the year that Marino had right before he retired. Marino would throw to the flat and then be pick six every time. That was frustrating. Yeah. Season tickets back then, too. That was just a tough watch. So, you know, it was a tough watch to watch the Astros lose the way they did. It was funny. <clears throat> did you see what happened to the Astros in the first inning? Um, no, I did not. So, with two outs, Altuve's perfectly shifted, and he makes a great play in the second, like in the right field grass. Mm hmm. Throws to first, throw not that good, makes Guriel come off the bag. The guy from the race not even hustling down the line, which is atrocious to me. I would fine him for not hustling down the line. Especially in the playoffs. Playoffs, for crying out loud. He was lollygagging up the first. And had the throw not come out of Guriel's glove, and he had to go get it, and when he went to go get it, his foot came off. The guy was safe at first. Okay. So that's the throwing error I had heard of. I hadn't seen the highlight. Next at bat, three-run dong. Right. They lose 4-2. Después del error viene el palo, my grandmother always used always. to say. Always. But are you not afraid, even if the Astros down 2-0, like, they can start hitting in a minute. Well, that series is not over. They not at all. In a not at all. Am I weirdly rooting for them because I want to see them losing the World Series to the Dodgers? No, you're, really, you're, you're rooting for them because you don't like the Rays, so it's hard for you to root for the Rays. Well, I'm not rooting for either team, but if I, it, because that series is what it is, my goal is for it to implode the Astros, make them feel that. like garbage. Get to a World Series and then just get crushed. You don't want that because anything can happen and all of a sudden they win the World Series. Well, I wouldn't and then I'm want the Dodgers to, to play them. Amigo again. No, I want the Dodgers to face them. I want the Dodgers to get their retribution. They deserve it. They deserve it. And that would be really, really a high tick. That would be great for the game. Being that international baseball fan that I claim to be, it would be amazing for the game. If it were the Dodgers and the Astros, it would be not so amazing if it were the Braves and the Rays. And then the other two combos, eh. Rays, are, uh, Rays could win this whole thing. The Rays, the, could the Rays win. are built to win a World right. Series right now, the way they're playing. Mm -hmm. They could pull it off. But for some weird reason, now after all this time of rooting against the Astros, you know, I'm thinking the Dodgers are a shoe and they're 1-1 in the ninth. 
Braves put up a four spot in the ninth. And they lost 5-1. So Dodgers are down 1-0. Right. You saw they let fans into these games yesterday? I didn't notice that. Yeah, there was like 11,000 fans that were let in both the ALCS and the NLCS. Well, little by little. Poquito by poquito, if you know what I mean. Not necessarily diehard Braves fans or anything like that, but family at the end of the day, they're fans of, no, they're fans of the game. That's oh, well, that's true. You know what? I did see the report because they're not in their home park. Right. They're just letting baseball fans right. in. I, uh, and they're really keeping them separate. Now that I remember seeing what I saw, yeah, there's no one sitting together. It's crazy. It's really spread out. Okay. But little by little. Poco a poco. Was there more than one NFL game last night? No. There, right? No, there was just one. Today there's Today one. Today there's one. Buffalo plays tonight. Dak Prescott is released from the hospital. He had surgery, successful surgery. Why do I have to like a Cowboys quarterback? Four to six months. Why? Why do I like a Cowboys quarterback? Can someone please help me understand why do I like a Cowboys? I don't like the Cowboys. Because his bone went through the skin. No, no. I liked him before. It's something that. about him. Ask Frank. I, it's something, I've always defended that guy. But I have a thing for defending Cowboy it, quarterbacks. It's just, the way, it's just the way he carries himself. No, I have a it thing. It is. It is. Really? Met, Why did we, I like Tony Romo because, so much? Well, hold on a minute. We met him at Ray because we felt bad for Tony Romo. You felt bad for Tony Romo. I loved Tony Romo. Especially after that botched uh, um, you might or whatever. Right. Remember the image? The image I remember where like I was when Makes he did that. Makes you feel awful for that I had guy. done a remote for Dos Amigos in Kendall. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing that play. That was crazy. Yeah. You but it was You think it's because I felt bad. I actually liked him. I liked the way he threw. I liked him as a quarterback. I would have loved him as a Dolphins quarterback. Oh, no, hell no. I oh, my God, oh yes. My God. No way. I, I, you could never trust him. You know what? I famously, famously and proudly put together, and I've said this to you a million times, a study to show Armando Salguero, who's the quarterback savant and the NFL savant, and I respect Salguero because not only is a Dolphin, not, the guy knows... I don't care what anyone tells me. You, mm -hmm. you, this guy knows a lot. Of, he's forgotten more about football than most people know. For a guy that's never put on pads, se lo sabe todo. And he thought it was crazy when I told him. I said, if you take the first four years of quarterbacks starting, their first four years as a starter, and you look at Romo and compare him against the greats of the league. Romo, if he's not the best, he's the second best. You're crazy, you're crazy, crazy. Dude, he really was the best. First four years. Dude, I'm talking about how to spreadsheet... I was, I was putting in the stats. I put in like 40 different quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, all of them. Couldn't, couldn't carry his jockstrap statistically. And I used to defend him to I have this thing. Vinny Testaverde played for the Cowboys. How often have you heard me? I always defend Vinny. Oh, Vinny was a compiler. Oh, really? Played 23 years in the league and has a lot of yards passing. Why do we ignore that? Well, he was under 500 as a starter. So was Joe Namath. What are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. So it's all perspective. Dak Prescott, to me, is a winner. If you see his story, and I'm going to make our students see his story, college, a lot of bad things could have happened to him. He got jumped one night. I don't know if you know the story. No, I'm not. He got I wasn't jumped aware of that. Night. He got jumped one night. He went to a club, had some words. I think he got jumped. Got in a little bit of trouble. This guy's a model dude. He was super cool at Radio Row when we met him. You ask our students that were at Radio Row, and the top three... By far, him, Juju Schuster-Smith, and Saquon Barkley were the three. Like, they sat and talked to the kids. Yo, so what's up? Ba, ba, ba. And Dak was amazing with them. So, I mean, that's just a personal thing. But right. as a player on the, like, I was so rooting for him to keep throwing the ball the way he was. And when I learned of his injury, 
<sighs> well, I was too because he was racking up fantasy points for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you and your fantasy team. You, you eked one out again yesterday, did you not? I eked one out, yes. Three-point victory gives me a 5-0 and record. Admin GM alert. Admin GM alert. We're going to have to come up with an alarm or something. We have to have her. an alarm, but it's, it's got to be a very a dainty and, and a very nice alarm because if it's like too much, it's like it's danger. It's not danger. No, it's not a danger alarm. It's got to be a really soft, flowery kind of hello. That means she has entered the building. She is Miss Patricia Telechea. She, uh, she is our biggest fan. She really is and facilitates anything and everything I need here. Between her and Bretto, they've been amazing. Amazing. All I got, I, and, and I don't even have to like, I don't have to ask a lot. I make a mention of something and it just sort of miraculously happens. Yeah, no me puedo quejar. Love when she comes through. I had missed that. Well, we spent seven months, right? Nobody came through. Nobody. Football tonight, huh? That's good. Tuesday night football. That's I started correct. watching Good Morning, Anthony. How are you, sir? Good morning. How Were are you, you alarmed when I was watching a little bit of, uh, of Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I was a little confused as to why you weren't watching Ray's Astros or well, any of the Monday Night. I wanted you. Games. I wanted you to say that out loud for a reason. So then I went from that, yeah. and I went to my now new favorite Netflix binge show, Shit's Creek. I can say that, right? Yes, it's the name of the it's show. S C H I T T apostrophe S. Mm -hmm. You are correct. The location. But you know what? On TV, they don't say it. Like there's some stations that they use something particular to say the word. They don't say Shit's Creek. What a phenomenal show. Yeah. I have almost forgotten about The Office because of the, I miss the, I miss Jim. <laughs> so Donald. I, I miss Jim. I miss Jim. I, I, Jim was really the lifeline because he's a prankster. Donald suggested community to me. He said that it was, um, it was similar to The Office. Uh -huh. That's a good show. Who just says a good show? Yelania, good morning, young lady. Good morning. It's a good show. So should I watch Community? Frank should watch Community. What? I, why? What's What's wrong with me? I'm not good enough to watch Community. What's going on? Um, I don't know if it's for. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. You can say it. <laughs> Old guys. Old Go guys. ahead. Go I don't ahead. know if it's for Old, older people. Older people. Can you tell me what the subject matter is? <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like this community college setting. Okay. Sounds and you have like. All types. Yeah. So why would I be against that when you know that I love that stuff? It sounds like The Office in school. Oh, that's kind, kind of, of. So why would I not like that? It, these are like adults. The cast like, is really good too, man. So they're eccentric. Some people have so different like, flavors and they do different things. And I think and the members. youngest is like 27. Okay, well, all these people are in a community college later in life. Is that what it is? Yeah. And then they have some really weird lifestyles. And this comes out in the show, correct? Yeah, and then they all become friends, and like basically, most of it is, is their like study group. Right, but is there some sorted community stuff going on? What? What does that mean? Like larger than PG thirteen is what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think this TV, uh, the show ran on. TV. It's like okay. TV friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why would I not like the show? I've given every reason why I wouldn't like the show. It has passed all waivers. I've got. I've got my, my filter here. I, Catherine's in the building. So Catherine's one of my filters. She knows what makes me tick and what doesn't make me tick. <laughs> do I get a thumbs up to watch it or do I get a thumbs down to watch it, Catherine? She's giving me a mezzo mezzo. A meh -me. I don't know. A mezzo mezzo. <laughs> it's just that I know Frank's sense of humor and I know he'll enjoy the so show. So hold on, but if they told him to watch it because it was like The Office mm -hmm. and I'm a 
freak of nature over The Office. Why wouldn't I like this show? Now I'm going to watch it. Now you made me mad. <laughs> you damn right I'm going to watch it now. I can't start watching it until I finish The Office. And I'm midway yeah, through. What is it time. with you and The Office, man? Midway through. I got, I got a baby. So you've seen I mean, some I'm of the busy. crazy things that have happened already? Yeah, I have to focus when I watch that show. I just can't leave it on. And then Have there been any major else. changes yet? Holly's back now. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, uh, I, don't rem- I don't remember. Good. Just keep watching. It's going to get good in a minute. Yeah, I don't know what episode you're on, so you're I'm, I'm right the about of the New Year's resolutions. Oh God, <laughs> you're so close. This is when this show takes a turn. You'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like it's already taken a turn. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, seven is epic. Eight, so, uh, is it nine or eight seasons? Nine, I believe. Yes, I think eight's a lull. Nine's pretty good, but it's the last one. Okay, that's what you're gonna run into. So you just I- gotta get out of seven already, bro. Oh, seven is the best one. Community next. The the guy, uh, Doctor Choi from uh, The Hangover, is in it. That guy's in it? That guy's in Forget it. Forget about it. The st- so what? Ivania, I'm upset at you. <laughs> I'm upset at you. I'm very <laughs> angry at you. Why weren't I? And even Catherine. Bah humbug. Hmm. There, I gave you a hmm. <laughs> with you. Hmm. Why wouldn't I like it? Come back from break. I guess I have to talk sports, huh? Like, I gotta do, do I have to do the scoreboard stuff? There's no scoreboard to do. I don't want to do a scoreboard. I'm having fun doing what we're doing. All right, so then we'll keep doing it. We, we'll keep it. In the immortal words of Sammy Sosa. We will keep it continue on the other side. I'm just going to keep it continue. I like my dark complexion. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. You said something funny to me on the break. Morning Amigo back here on Serious XM 145. By the way, note to self, I want Karen Hunter on this show in the coming days. Yes, sir. Dave Webb and I keep missing each other. Dave Webb and I are going to have a cigar, a little whiskey, cafe cubano, and chill somewhere. And it's going to be either right before the election or right after the election. Most likely before the election. I haven't heard yet from her people, but this week, we're going to have a a pretty special guest. Uh, I plan on extending the same offer to her opponent. A uh, good friend of mine, Esteban Bobo. Uh, hey. But Daniela Levine Cava will be coming on a radio show. And I don't usually do this politic thing because it's a national radio show, but Miami's been the epicenter of a lot of news over the last few months, especially COVID-related. And we are in Little Havana, right in the heart of it. Um, I would gladly take candidates from mayoral, from, from other cities and mayoral races in big cities. So... Somebody running for mayor in, in New York or another big city wants to come on my radio show, by all means. And then immediately I would offer it up to their opponent. Not that we're been heard by millions and millions of people, but she expressed an interest in coming on my show. And I said, absolutely. So immediately I've got to also offer and extend it at the same time to Steve Bobo. Not for them to come on at the same time, but extend the invitation. Yeah, we don't want this to turn into a debate. Well, I don't remember want to debate. The ma- remember, the mayor's office is nonpartisan, so it's really who the best person for the job it's is. It's the best person it. for the job. You don't really go, yeah, but come on. We know one of them is Republican. We know one of them is Democrat, right? Correct. Okay. But, correct. But we I won't bring it up, but, 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 you know, 
I love the bipartisan because then we can choose, right? We can choose who is a candidate without party affiliation, so to speak. So I like them both. One is a friend. One, I don't know her, but I've spoken to her. And, you know, I think it's a cool thing. It's not something, it's out of the ordinary, but I think it's cool for our students to get an opportunity to interview both of these mayoral candidates. Bovo's um, Hialeah blood. And Bovo's a lot of Hialeah blood there. And, and Bovo's got a, you know. Well, we've had Bovo on the score. And Bovo's been show. on my radio show before, by the way. He's great. He's really good. Great I guy. don't know much about Daniela, but he's great. He, he's, he's I, I don't want to say, I call everybody a friend. He kind of is a friend. If, I, if we see each other at Publix, we say, hello, Larry, how are you? So I guess that's a friendship. It's at least a... First name basis. It, it's, it's more than an acquaintance because we've been in meetings together and, and we've done things together. So he's a cool dude. For years, I worked on a charity that he facilitated some stuff for us and I was the liaison for that. So I have a relationship with him, not just his office. Uh, but that's the only fair thing to do. Back to what I was saying. Frank, you, you made a comment about... Not being able to watch the celebration. First of all, I didn't know you had been lately. This is a new development. You, you like me, you've become obsessed with the celebrations. Well, well I always have. Um, it doesn't matter who the team is. Like I'll want to watch the the celebration. Uh, the Heat's four title or the four championship run. Um, the the first year we lost to the Mavericks, and I remember going after my boy because I'm like, bro, I know you have tickets, and I really want to go. And he's like, why is it so important? I'm like, because I have a feeling the Mavericks are gonna win tonight, and I want to watch the celebration in person. I've never been able to Were watch it. No, I wasn't there. He ended up having sold the tickets online or whatever for a very high price. But anyways, um, I wanted to watch celebration in person. I had never watched one before, and it was either gonna happen in six or in seven, and I was convinced that it was gonna happen in six. Um, and it ended up happening. But I, do, I love watching celebrations. I was so emotional after the heat because I was just so upset because they, my team lost. I did not even want to see anything having to do with the celebration. Had nothing to do with LeBron. Had nothing to do with anybody. It just had to do with they were celebrating against my team, and I was very upset about oh, it. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I even I, watched mine the first celebrate different. against the Heat. Yeah, that's what I was just saying earlier. Like, I have no problem. In fact, I'm obsessed with them. I've mm -hmm. said this before in my show. Yandy, I don't know if you know this. I am obsessed with watching teams celebrate championships. I believe that there's a lot of sweat equity, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of hard work that went into that moment. And to capture that moment, to give it its respect and watch it and absorb it, whether it's against your team or for your team, or you don't have a horse in the game, in the race. You know what I mean? It's I respect that. I like that. I, I like, good, I I like that. I enjoy that very much. It shows personalities. That's when the real, true characters of these players come out. Sunday night, I turned off the TV. Yeah, and I didn't unlike, want to see those Unlike people. you, while there was a lot that had to do with me being upset about my team winning, or losing for that matter, I had a preconceived notion in my mind that that was probably going to be the end result. Me too. So I would have been so pleasantly surprised had it not been. So my issue is J.R. Smith. My issue is LeBron James. My issue is Alex Caruso. My issue is Kyle Kuzma. My issue is the gang of guys and their behavioral patterns as their professionals making CEO money for sitting on a bench and playing limited minutes. If you're LeBron or AD and you're celebrating, you worked your ass off to get it. Okay. And I don't want to give you too much credit, LeBron, because I'm, right now you're, in my, you're on my Shit's Creek list. I guess that's the way I can say that. But I, so it's, it, there's no love here. It's not an olive branch, my man. But you and AD worked your asses off for this. Oh, they built a team. 
they still have to play the games. They still have to operate, and they still mm-hmm. have to win, and they did that. Mm-hmm. But the cast of people get grabbing onto their shirt tails and the amount of celebrating. Like, we want to criticize LeBron for pounding his chest and celebrating when he wins. I think LeBron is less than because when he loses, he walks off. I have another whole different diatribe about him. But if there's anyone that deserves to celebrate after that victory, the guy's name is LeBron James. The guy's name is Anthony Davis. The guy's name is Frank Vogel. Right. Ah, Frank Vogel. Listen to me. The guy's name is Jason Kidd. You know what the guy's name is not? Who's that character that was doing all the dancing on the sideline? What's his name? JaVale McGee? The JaVale McGee. Mr. Zero Minutes in the Finals? Like, I have a, I have a very 10 o'clock p.m. thing to call JaVale. Dwight Howard did a lot of dancing also. He played some, though. Yeah, what but happened? Dwight actually played. You see, Dwight played more minutes than all of us combined. JaVale, JaVale McGee <laughs> can't really say that. <laughs> JaVale for JJ McGee, sorry. <laughs> they could say it on Sex in the City. I could say it here. <laughs> did you catch what I said, Anthony? No, I didn't catch what you said because I was laughing at Anthony. Oh, what did Anthony say? I guess we both said funnies. I didn't hear what he said. Uh-oh. What did Anthony say? I thought you were laughing at my joke. Oh, no, I was laughing at Anthony's joke. What did he I was say? laughing I at Anthony's joke. And he goes, no, no. Um, Dwight Howard has more playoff minutes than all of us combined. <laughs> JaVale McGee and us have the same amount of minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's hung up on that. <laughs> I had just renamed JaVale McGee, that's all. Dude, Anthony's two for two this week, Two man. for two. He's just done you a roll. You should try to live a, live a day in my life. This guy's full That's of one-liners. That's awesome. I love He's it. He's full of them. Yeah, I renamed JaVale McGee. Was, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get a whistle for it. I, I didn't hear it. It's JaVale for JJ McGee. <laughs> <laughs> I said if they said on Sex in the City, I can say it here. But JJ. JaVale for JJ, right? JaVale. Hold on, but Sex in the City was an HBO show. Yeah. Whatever. I said it. They say that now on TV. That's how they say it. Do they really? But JJ, yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't heard it, but all right. Whatever. Let's get off that I'll take your word for it. Let's change that subject real quick, shall we? They are a bunch of idiots is what they are. And then their fans follow suit. Guess what I did see in the news? Fire. Cars on fire. People acting amok. Fire. No. See, but that's that. How is that celebrating? Explain that. That's what we want to know. No say. No say. That's what. That's destruction of property. Destruction of your community. No say. That's chaos. That's I have no explanation for this. I'm okay with pots and pans on Bird Road in La Carreta. I appreciate as long that as so you don't much take more. Take the pot and pan and hit me over the head with it. We're good. We make music. Good one, Frank. Yes. What we, we do? do. We, we make, make music. music. That's how we celebrate. We make, we music. make music. It's very Miami of us. We make music. Love it. They burn stuff. And it's always. Always. You've always heard me say this. Always. And I, you know what's funny is I was going to say it, like as they won, and now the riots begin in LA or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about it. I said, no, I'm not going to say it because the times. Right? Plus, I figured, damn, it's 2020. This is the year people will be smart enough to not do that. Well, a buddy of mine lives near the Staples Center, and on his story yesterday or whatever, he was walking his dogs by uh, by the Staples Center. Everybody was just going crazy, obviously no masks, on top of each other. Things were on fire. And I'm like, man, you should have walked out there in your heat jersey. He's like, are you out of your damn mind? And I'm like, no, it was a joke, but okay. We have two uh, undefeateds playing tonight in the NFL. We do. Bills 4-0. So is Tuesday night football going to be better than Thursday night football? Well, tonight's game is unbelievable. I mean, just yeah. in general. Are the general, Titans 4-0 and the Bills 3-0 or is it yes. vice versa? No, vice versa. Bills 4-0, Titans 3-0. Yes. Somebody's going to have yeah. a loss after tonight or a tie. The Titans haven't played football in like two weeks. But yeah, they're like 3-0, something like that. 
Well, they only had a week off. The Bill, sorry, the Patriots end up getting two weeks off. Back to back. How did they hustle that one? I have no idea. I have no idea. So are they giving every other team an extra bye week? Or does this hurt them later on? Because now they're going to have a game shorter than everybody else. Or do they make it up later on in the season and they push the playoffs back a week? I don't really know how you do it. I think they already decided to make it up later on in the season. Wow, that's tough. If they make an extra week just for them? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. You would have to. But I would think if necessary, right? Because there's no reason to push everything back if you don't need to play that game. Or do you have to play just because you have to complete the season? I think you have to play it. Like to make it official? Like to make the season official? I would think you have to play that game. I'm asking you, Commissioner, because you, you, you know. You I would think you have to play that game. That's kind of my. Used point. to dabble in things like this, so I figured you would know. Of course. Hall of Fame, like football commissioner. Oh, Larry Million. Why'd you have to go to that? <laughs> you know, shout out to three of my teammates that are getting inducted in January uh, from that national championship team. So shout out to uh, Rupert Hidalgo, Rick O'Bara. And Manny Sanabia, all three of them, will be joining me in the National Flag Football Hall of Fame. They should have been in a long time ago. And then there's a guy named Albert Leon who's won more national championships than any flag football player in history. And he's not in the Hall of Fame, so that's our next goal is to get him in. But um, I'm immediately exercising my Hall of Fame power to nominate him next year. Um, He deserves to be in it 100%. So... We'll go about it that way. Very excited about that, by the way. Very, very excited. You don't seem to give a rat's ass. That's okay. Yeah. Congratulations to your friend. <laughs> to my team. No, it's funny, though, because, like, um, you don't like when I call you out in the Hall of Fame, but you mentioned that you were in the Hall of Fame, like, four times within that little story of yours. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. All I said was that one of my teammates should be in. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That I shouldn't have been in before. The guys, the those animal, guys were monsters on the field. I just... I also didn't know if you facilitated the field for them to play on. Well, that makes me a Hall of Famer. Those guys could play the game. Two things happened there. One, I didn't know you were done. Two, I thought about grabbing my TV and throwing it out the window because I was watching the Lakers celebrate. <sighs> and I'm aiming for the latter. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm over it already. But like I told you, and and I don't know if I'm alone. But even like you said, the side. even like you said the LeBron thing. Like I, a part of it was. Because I know how extra LeBron is, and I just didn't necessarily want to see that. And then his comments bothered me afterwards when he got his MT, MV, MVP trophy, talking about, "Oh, I want my damn respect." Like I don't, I don't give respect to anybody that asks for it. At the end of the if day, you, yeah, and who exactly. doesn't respect you? you? Ask for respect. Who doesn't respect you? Like we don't respect you because of the way you carry yourself. Remember, the Lakers weren't supposed to win this championship. If it was up to LeBron, he wanted to shut down the entire NBA. Remember that. Or did we forget about that already? I won't forget about it, which is, I'm going to repeat this again. You think I'm kidding. Because I know sometimes I say things hyperbolically and then pasan tres meses and se me quita. And knowing how I've enjoyed that game and I enjoy watching that game, I'm going to enjoy watching college basketball in my life. I will absolutely watch college basketball. In fact, I will take time to watch more college basketball, more than ever. Because I'm not watching the NBA, Frank. I will watch the heat, root the heat on. I will be like any Miami in the roots for the Heat. I just happen to know sports. Follow the league. And the only reason why I saw those comments was because I got a notification as I was crawling into bed saying, LeBron, comments, receives MVP trophy, quotes, I want my damn respect. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's watch this. Let's watch it right now. 
And I saw her, I couldn't believe Damn, it, bro. Respect. Give me a break. I couldn't believe it. Everybody was even talking on my phone. I'm like, bro, tu un come mierda, my wife. Shh. Right? The baby. The baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I figured we had the Spanish loophole. Yeah, we sort of do. No, no, the baby picks up. Did I really curse? I didn't even realize I was so angry. Yeah, you, you said shit's creaky. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Again, the Spanish loophole. I only I know only I did something Frank. wrong. Hold on. I only know I did something wrong because your, your shoulder shake, you're like, Frank. Because you don't do that usually. I'm the one that lanza lo disparate. Whatever. Uh, I'm just glad it's over, though. Is that nuts? I'm glad it's over. Too. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's all over. Done. Bronny doesn't. No know. longer. Bronny's not glad it's over. Girl, Bronny. Yeah, but that's happy, so Bronny might get off. Uh, mm. I think that's going to take the high road. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Bro. Oh, uh, yeah, son, that's an old story. That's uh. Up, up, and away. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Wipe the red out your eyes. Don't worry. It's all good. What is he going to tell him now? It's been like three weeks. Oh. I think, didn't mom address that? Like, we always say this, but but mom is taking care of Bronny. I would think mom. You don't know that. You don't know if Savannah put down the foot. I think mom put her foot up his You don't know if Savannah put her foot down or not. LaBelt is coming home. LaBelt is coming home. LaBelt. <laughs> coming home. Coming home. I don't know. Didn't that ever, like, really scare the crap out of you when you were a kid? My dad used to take his belt off, fold it, and go, rah, rah. I'm like, hey, papi, no. Anthony? <laughs> Anthony? On rare occasion, but yes, it would. Rare occasion? I, from time to time, had to put the belt on the table. It was a process, though, right? So, step one was taking the belt off and putting it on the table. And then, step two was picking it up and just showing how much it will hurt if it hits you. That's the bending and doing the whole snaparoo. And then, once he grabs it for phase three, manda da correr. So this you never was phase got the one. Oh, look, my, this was my dad used one. to throw homing chancletas. This was phase one. In fact, let me just tell you this while you take do phase one. Remember the whole Harlem Shake thing? The whole Har so me and my brothers and my sister decided that it'd be funny to do a Harlem Shake video while my dad was sleeping in bed. So we're doing the whole Harlem Shake. We're jumping on the bed in the middle of the video. My dad gets up, says quita la chancleta, and he chucks it at me, and I end up ducking out of the way and it smacks against the wind on the back. That was our Harlem Shake video. I'd love to see that. I will. I will share the link. Please after. find that. I, I need will to share see the link. That. So, so Frank, I've seen that video. It's class A hilarious. <laughs> Great. I'm. You have you. seen it. <laughs> we got. We got to share I that. Have, I will share I the have link. I've seen it. I don't remember. So I don't remember why. Phase one would go something like this in my house. It get up, up, and a ruckus, right? And I would simply do this. I don't know, Catherine, if they do this at your house or not. That usually meant there was trouble. He would just menacingly stare and at And then the I would belt stare at both of them as the belt was on the table. If it continued to escalate, phase two, the crack would be the crack and then the throw the belt. Frank, ask me how many times I used the belt in phase three. How many times? Zero. Oh, you have told me that actually. Zero. Because the intimidation factor is there. It's, Dude, it's all nothing, about the fear at the end of the nothing day. Nothing I hated more as a kid than getting whacked with It's just the It's about the it's fear. It's not good. No, yeah, it's not I've good. I've got whacked with a belt. It's not good. I have to. 
So I vowed I would never do it. My kids are old enough now. It's not a process anymore. But I clearly would do that so that we never had to get to phase three. Mm -hmm. um, I've always said they each received one spanking from me. And I probably ended up crying more than they did because I don't like that. I'm not into corporal punishment too much. I like the threat of corporal punishment. I've gotten chancletas thrown at us, but we've never really... Oh, yeah, I don't... I don't engage I remember I, when I used to get mouthy when I became a teenager, my grandmother hmm. slapped my mouth. And that yeah, I got laugh. whacked in the mouth a few times because I, I had I, a yeah. big mouth. Whatever. So we enjoyed the leverage the belt gave me and gave us as a family. It just, you know, put things in perspective, if you know what I mean. But I don't believe in that stuff, Frank. That doesn't... Like, I hope Addison doesn't have to worry about a belt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, not, I'm not done with that. All right, so a lot to get to. I'm serious as a heart attack. This is, um, it's going to be a while before you hear me talk about the NBA again. Are there going to be free agents uh, signing soon? How's that all going to work, NBA savant? I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't even know how the offseason is going to work out. They're starting at Christmas. Is that the goal, I guess? Um, I'm, I, I think they have to vote on it still. Like, it hasn't necessarily voted. They have to pass it through all the owners of, uh, and through the Players' uh, Association. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how that works out for them. Um, it just, Frank, uh, before we go to break, let me see if you agree with me on this or not. Um. You notice things have calmed down when it comes to social tension. There, I'm going to say it. Have you noticed? I have. Is it possible? Is it possible that sports has something to do with that? Think about it, Frank. There was a kind of a meshing there. That's what the NBA did, you know, as far as boycotting for a couple of days. And, and it was Americans exercising their freedom, which was interesting to see. And, and I think the message was sent. But if you think about it, that as, as much as we criticize that, that was a turning point. I don't have we seen any more civil unrest, not anything major. Am I taking Wait, a far didn't leap? Didn't LA here? just burn a bunch of cars for winning? Well, that's because they won a championship. If things were that's perfect, they would have done that. Well, they would have done that no matter what. They do that every time they win a championship. That's not that they yeah. did that this year because it's 2020. My point is they always do that crap. I think sports adds to it. I think it adds fuel to the fire. I don't think necessarily sports is what carries it, but I think it adds fuel to the fire. Then we have athletes uh, giving their opinions, especially with all. The, I guess all the uh, the spotlight that they have and all the all the avenues that they have to pretty much put their word out there, then it starts adding more fuel and more fuel, and then you have leagues that kind of take breaks because of certain uh, social situations that happen. It adds to it, but I don't think that's what carries it. We're gonna go to break so that our students can see your Harlem Shake video, because <laughs> that's not something we can really broadcast. It'll lose effect on the radio. I think. Yeah, no, no, it would have. I was trying to do it for the whole YouTube crowd, or sorry, for the Periscope crowd, but it's not gonna work. So that's for us. All right, on the other side, keep it continued. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker every three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Another one bites the dust queen here on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. You're on with Good Morning Amigo till 11 o'clock this morning. So much to get to. Young Yendi, I'm calling you out. Our students are adept at doing research, and they have said you are incorrect. Why can't Say I hear when you? I do these there things. you are. Why, why, why have you brought incorrect? in incorrect information to, to, to class? What did I do? My intel is telling me that National Pumpkin Day is the 26th of October, not today. National Pumpkin Festival. Festival. Frank, let's go to the tape. Did she say it was National Pumpkin Day or National Pumpkin Festival? Um, the thing is that sometimes Yendi talks and I don't necessarily pay attention to what she's saying. So I, I, I don't know what she said. I paid attention and she said it was National Pumpkin Day. And I, so the students are going to look up National Pumpkin Day on October 26th. I'm not talking about no festival about pumpkins. Sorry. One thing is you tell me National Pumpkin Go to nationaltoday.com. That's no. where I found it. No. But today's also National M&M Day. We'll get to that. No. Well, let's not talk about that. Why not? Because M&Ms are not good for you. And I oh, we're absolutely so <laughs> talking M&Ms. Are you kidding me? I love M&Ms. So then what are you complaining? Good. No, no. And we're not even talking about that now because the important people in this roundtable town hall are our students. They're the ones that know. They're going to be ready to talk about this topic in the next hour. But there's, there's some people that are seething in this class because it's been months since they've been able to jump on and do stuff. I don't know. Is Nakaya ready for action? Is it tap, 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 tap for some action? Yeah, she can go ahead and turn it on whenever she's ready. Hi. Hi there. How you doing? It is so good to hear your voice. You are officially the first student on the microphone in studio in seven months, Frank. Wow. To the day, by the way. How exciting. To the day. I'm honored. To the day, because you've been on air, but no one's been on a mic in the studio in seven months. To the day. Somebody's got to take a picture of this. This is a <laughs> moment. We're having a moment. Hi, Nakaya. How are you? I'm good. You ready you? to have this this round, this round town hall roundtable about M&M's? Yeah, let's talk about some M&M's. Not, right, not yet. We're going to do it at 9 o'clock. I like her. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Kaya's great. you guys said M&M. Okay. No, not your boy M&M, oh. but that's going to come into the conversation, by the way. Because my I have a point of view about M&M's that is going to leave you. Well, I'm just going to tease you. I'm not even going to get into it now. We're going to talk about that in the 9 o'clock. <laughs> We're going to talk to people who consume M&M's. Do a little market survey research, Yendi, for your vegan... I'm not going to say that word. For your vegan ass. There, I said for the, it. For I kind of want to know. <laughs> I'm not like vegan. M&M's. Is there I vegan options to M&M's? Yeah, that's one of the questions we're going to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're very curious because I think M&M's rolls with the times. Like, it's changed with the yeah, times. Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to... I love having that conversation. That I told you when we stopped talking about the NBA, Frank, Yandy, that we were going to delve into new things. <laughs> we have a lot of time now because we spent a lot of time on the National Basketball Association. It's done. 
So we're going to talk M&M's. I love this. This, You see, now I'm just tickled. What's your favorite? I'm saving this for 9 o'clock. See, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh my uh, God, I have so I many questions. Pull it back. I got to pull it back. I got to pull it, pull it back. Today is indeed seven months to the day. Um, that everything pretty much shut down. Our school, it was the last day we had school. It was the last day 2020 seniors were in school. Um, it's a topic, if you've been listening to the show, you know darn well that it's not just close to me, but it was something that hurt me a lot, as it did many people around the country. Uh, it became a focus of the news for many, many weeks about how there were kids graduating college, high school. And then, as usual, Americans tear the ass out of things, and it became third-grade graduations, even though there's no such thing as a third-grade graduation. And then every kid who was moving from one grade to another, even though nobody got held back because of the pandemic, no one got to fail their grade, so everybody advanced. It's like everybody made the playoffs. And then there were parades galore everywhere, so we tore the living in the immortal words of Beavis and Butthead, bunghole out of it. Oh, wow. It was terrible. <laughs> it, got, it was bad. After a while, it, it got was, bad. It was I, bad. And again, one thing is I had a senior in my house, and we did all the things to make it as fun for her as possible. But then I'll never forget getting the invite that so-and-so, their nine-year-old was graduating third grade, was get, graduating third grade. And I look, I go, there's no third grade graduation. What are we doing? What's going on? That's the state of mind we were in as a country. And... I'm putting aside pandemic, health risks, yada, 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 yada. There is an inherent notion that you guys on a computer screen, opposed to the personal interaction, is doing you a disservice. And I am not taking a political position. I am not thinking that everyone should be in here. I understand that these are some trying times with some weird solutions and we're figuring it out as we go along. And I think that people have to lend themselves to understanding that it's not perfect. Um, and we'll do the very, very best we can and not put people in harm's way. That being said, as a teacher, I can tell you that instruction person to person, in person, is five to ten times more effective than anything I do on the computer. And it is a very happy day for me today to have four of you in here. And a couple of you are learning how to run our board. I have Nakaya, which Nakaya knows since she was in ninth grade, I always wanted this. And now this is a class that I'm going to get a lot of opportunities to do that with you, which is interact and have different type of commentary that's not LeBron Jordan, sports. Uh, Thank God. Yeah, no, no, we're moving away. We, I'm tired of sports. We had missed it for four months. We got it back. I'm like, okay, yeah, no more sports. Can I go back to Netflix? Can I forget <laughs> watching The Office and watch all nine seasons over again like I've never seen it before? Like, it's weird. But I think we learned a lot about ourselves over the last seven months. And there's some things that we always felt we needed, we don't really need. There were wants. There were nice-to-haves. So the next time you go to Outback, where it was just part of your every day, every week, you just did something, you didn't think about it, next time you go to Outback, it might be a special thing. You know, I don't go out to eat. I don't know about you guys. I don't really go out to eat. Have I been out to eat? Yes. I celebrated my birthday in Naples. I went to, what is that place called? Cheesecake Factory. I think I, I had hope one. you go out to eat. No, I don't. Over the last I seven mean, months, I mean, every once in a while, it's nope. okay. Oh, you I used to go out to eat all the time. Economy. Part of the reason I weighed 253 years ago is because that's all I did was go out to eat. But this has taught me a lot, you know, and it's taught me to be satisfied with some stuff and enjoy the little things. 
And there's nothing wrong with laying on the couch and falling asleep. I don't care what my wife says. <laughs> there's nothing damn wrong with that. It's healthy. You got a lot of rest. Everybody sees me. Wow, man, you look great. You look so rested. You know, I'm like, dude, I've worked more than like, it worked like, and like nothing has changed. But for some reason, it was the after work stuff and taking time to have conversations that you would normally not have. Yeah. Cause some chaos too, right? I've heard a lot of relationships broken up, friendships broken up. I've seen it all. I've seen it. It happens. But the understanding of who we are today to who we were seven months ago is funny. And I think like everything in life is going to morph, so shall this show. So shall, the, so shall this station. And it's going to be fun when we get into these conversations because they're off the wall. It's an off the wall conversation. What are you doing? You're up to something. Oh, no. See, just in time. I'm glad I pushed it for 9 o'clock because I have a funny feeling that we have a caller. Yeah, you know what day it is. And today's Tuesday. So when this Tuesday and I get a caller, I usually know that it has something to do with Tua Tonga Vailoa and Tua Tuesdays. And this guy, call, he's obsessed with a guy that doesn't play football. He's on the bench <laughs> with a chart in his hand. But somehow every Tuesday when I see Frank Fields a call somewhere in the middle of my show, the hair on the back of my head starts to raise. I know you can't see it, but it, me da cosa. So I got to go to the phone lines a second here, Nakaya. So um, you're, uh, you're on with the amigo. <laughs> oh, boy. Larry, you have hair still? Yes. Yes, I have to shave it every other day, but I do. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just hold, hold back my bar for you. Hold on. <clears throat> One thing, let's get this correct. Oh, well, by the way, good morning. Good morning to you. How you, you, doing? you came with your announcer voice today, I see. Go ahead. I'm all ears. Yes, and to the thousands and thousands of fans listening to this radio. And let's the make millions it. and millions of no, fans no. around That's the world. That's Daddy. Is that Daddy? <laughs> That's The Rock. That's what up, girl? All right. What's going is that, on? Is that Where are you? That's young Yendi, yes. Young yoga Yendi, young vegan yoga Yendi who doesn't like, she doesn't like to have fun. She's a very... Uh, what are you talking about? Yendi Alvarez. Yendi Alvarez, So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Tuesday. Did you see him celebrate? You saw him celebrate, right? You saw him celebrate. Hello? Yes. Did you see him celebrate with Fitzpatrick? No, why? I don't watch the Dolphins anymore. I gave up on them. They're well, overrated. They, They've never been. They beat the NFC champs on Sunday. Yeah, but but that's because they lost in the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So, you know, the second-place team always has a bad, like, 3-13 and 13 the following year statistically. But before we get into all the numbers, oh boy. one more shout-out for Yah. You call him Yah? Okay. Yay, yeah, I like, like that. Y-A, yeah. You're welcome. I don't like that. And, by the way, it's Tua four. Tuesdays. What's the so we could be polite? You 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 because he cracks. Four is four. Yeah, he he sucks. Like He's overrated. Never will be. He'll be washing cars soon. Hence, two or four Tuesdays. The only action he's gonna get anytime soon. So what are you gonna do? Like they, there was a thought that maybe in mop up time he would get a few snaps the other day, but Brian Flores clearly said it wasn't ready. When in its due time. You do understand he's still sort of recovering from an injury. You do understand. What is it that you want Larry, from Tua? You have a serviceable quarterback I, who's going much better than Tua would do. What is it that you'd like to see from Tua that has you so negative about Tunga Vailoa? 
the Dolphins, as customary, wasted another high pick on a project. How do you figure he's a project, though? Because if he's not, oh, my God, did you watch Monday Night Football last night? Yeah, I saw Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. What pick was he? Listen, I'm not even going to get into the fact that Mario told me flat out. Maybe I'm outing Mario. Mario flat out told me when I asked him, legit, yo, is Justin the real deal? And he told me, he goes, the Dolphins should think about getting Justin Herbert. Hell yeah. You see the way that guy throws up. He's got a chooch. He's got a chooch. Did you see that pass last night? Well, like three of them that he threw? That ball he throws? He's got a very strong arm. But but Tua is a magician. And what I don't understand is the verdict's not out yet. Who's on the bench? And you are just negative about this guy. It's hard. It's hard to listen to, Frank. Frank. If 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 our boy two or four Tuesday was so good, how is it that he can't beat the journeyman Fitzpatrick? Well, because Fitzpatrick. who's been around and around and around? Fitzpatrick's balling though, bro. He's playing good, man. He's throwing for three and change every game. A couple of touches. I don't know, man. I don't know what you want from this guy. I don't think it's time yet. I don't think it's two a time yet. Uh, uh, and, and it won't be. By the way, you know what? When he opens up his restaurant or whatever next thing comes about, that's what he should call it, Tua Time. TTs. Just like that AT&T commercial. Take a little yeah. Tua Time. That's where he's and, and by the way, I want I would like to apologize to everybody that haven't called the last couple of weeks. No, no, we all missed you, know, you so very Tuesday much. Yes, no. Because Ooh. since yeah, he hasn't played, there's, yeah, since he hasn't played, there's nothing for me to report yeah. But besides pictures of him holding a clipboard. I know. Yeah, no, the show. Which, by the way, it's which, by the way, is setting him up really good for his future admit position. Just sitting there and taking notes, you know. So you're on a pair of glasses. You know, you're setting yourself up. We have a we have a library of the sound that you you have created over the past few months. Yes, Ragnarok You know, we have it's it is it is a montage waiting to happen. All you need to do is is get action. You know, all you have to do is get some of the sound bites when he starts throwing touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah, and then for you sure. can do a yeah. montage Black with football. your negative Black talk football. and him throwing touchdown passes. Because By the way, I don't know what um, you're talking about, bro. I think we have a gem. I, I know a couple of adult flag football leagues that he'll be a gem at. He'll be spectacular. And by the way, talking about tapes, Frank, do we have the tape where Larry refused to take my what, my bet? It's in the archives. Yeah, what, All right, perfect. what was that bet? Sure. What was the bet you wanted? You said he no, would he play it. or he wouldn't play? I said how long would it take him? To win, that how many games he would take? What a year, two years to win like four games, no, something like that. No, 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 no. That's not what it was. You said he was when he was going to see some action, is what you said. No, 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 no. We never did that. Well, we're we going to have to go to the so. tape. We're we're just. Hey, by the way, hey, one time for my Heat, the Heat. Look, the Heat won more rings than Tool has already. So, and they'll keep on. And even the Marlins have won more stuff than Tool has. Man, so. you're really down on Tua. I feel bad, man. I, I'm sorry that you have this hang up on him. I'm so. Like, uh, did he still a girlfriend or something? Play. Like, what is it with you and Tua? Tua's a nice guy. We met him. He was really Yeah, cool. he's very generous with that money that he's robbing from the Dolphin and giving it to everybody. I mean, every other commercial you see is him. Hey, what is it? I forgot. He's up to, what, like eight commercials now? And he gave money to, I forgot what association, 100 grand here, 150. He's become like the Drake of, of South Florida. <laughs> hey, you know what? He should start a video. What do you think, eh? <sighs> I think you hate you this You allowed this. You allowed this. I think you, you, you hate this guy. Are you ready, Frank? What, what are your parting words there, young O? No, no. 
I'm just out today. It's simple. Keep it short and simple. No, you're not. You're on point today, Tavi. Look at the other one. Look at the other one. Thank you. See? See? So, someone appreciates the talent around here. Tito has a hype, man. Hey, by the way, next on that's Friday, we're coming name. into the office. I'm going to call you that. We're going to run no, this tape. I want EP. I'm going to call you by the EP. way. That's your new name. You have said by no, the way EP. at least 15 times in this call. You, you have dropped Good. by the way Guess more what? than Nelly that's used to drop. You know what passes. I'm saying? Hey, that's 15 more times and two has thrown passes. I'm out. Yeah. See? That's good. He should have been oh out minutes ago. My God. He should have been out a long time ago. If you go, we should make one of our young interns go through the tape and count how many times he said, by the way. Could he have said, by the way, anymore? Yeah, he said it like at least 15 times. So, again, another great montage we should make. By the way, by the way, by the way, put it to a song or something. Am I the only creative one around here? Where's Alex Dono when you need him? Thanks, gee, thanks, bro. Why are you punching me under the belt? I'm staring you down when I say I that. I say that like, too, bro. You want to fight? We have the best talent in radio sitting yes, right do. there. How do you do that? Because that's how I push his buttons. He that likes buttons fight. pushed. Plus, he's taller than me. I can't fight, so I got to pick on him and then run away. Yeah, man. I can fight, and I'll fight. You. I'll fight you just kept egging this guy on with the Tua stuff. You said he was great. He was horrible, by the way. hilarious, though. By the way. By the way. So we'll call him, by the way. By the way. You call him, by the way. BTWO in the house. By the way, oh. So, yeah, on the other side, Frank, when we start the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have some deep conversations about M&M's. It's also, is it not the birthday of the United States Naval? Is it the Naval Academy or is it the Navy? It's the, the Navy. Navy. The Navy was established October 13th, 1775. That's a long time ago. Very long time ago. Frank, that was what? Like like four God years, four years before I was born or something like that? Right? I don't know. Weren't you born like when the dinosaurs warmed the up? Yes, they were roaming. I used to have God to hide the US so I didn't get stepped on by the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You used to have a sundial as a clock? Yes, always. Couldn't leave home without my sundial. Are you having fun at my expense? Is there anything else you'd like to make fun at my age about? How did you guys, like, did you guys, do, like, the he Flintstones, you guys, like, had Mueve la Pata, so you had, like, Pata Sucia while you drove your cars? Yes, our feet were never clean. The and Flintstones were, like, the Flintstones were, like, like, royalty of our time. Because they had a car. We have to walk everywhere, yeah. Dude, there's nothing scarier than being asleep in the woods at 3 in the morning and hearing a random Tyrannosaurus Rex growl. <laughs> Carl, you want to keep going with this? I can keep going with this. You got to be careful for those pterodactyls, though. I yeah. mean, they'll really go at you. They'll just swoop out of the sky and just but come you know after what? your ass. They got the greatest sense of humor, those pterodactyls. I was having beers with one of them. He comes up. He goes, hey, man, did you hear the joke? I go, what's that? So he goes, a caveman, a ghost, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex walk into a bar. I go, oh, you don't want to say anything else. I know the punchline. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they had I didn't know they had bars back then. Like, who was the bartender? Yeah, it was stone gravel, you know, like you walk in. Just like in the Flintstones. The Flintstones, don't think for one second they were creative. They got it from what we were living. Like, it's just, it's just a synopsis of what we went through in my childhood. It sounds like you were like a producer for the show. Like, there's no royalty check, is there? Like, no, still, no, no, no. They still play the Flintstones like late well, night, like on like, the Cartoon Network. I was part like of a group of people that lived this. So, you know, it was just a known thing. Just, I'm thinking somebody consulted on it. And I didn't. I'm just, I'm an expert. I'm a savant on it. I lived it. 
How many uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes did you encounter in your life? Oh, I can't keep count of that. Can't keep count of that. How did but you, you haven't lived. I'm gonna tell you right now. You haven't lived until you eat from the land berries, and you take you know you take the actual. That's what I'm talking about. Yendi. Yendi. It's called a joke, <laughs> Yendi. Okay. If you haven't caught on yet, because what I'm talking about is I'm not that old. You have to be careful wiping your ass with poison ivy. Here we go. Here we go. Yep, that was, man, the burn poison ivy gives you. The berries help I caught a rash on my left cheek once. I don't even want to talk about okay, it. Okay, dude, TMI, do not want to know what goes on on your left cheek. Well, listen, Bro. what do you think happens when you rub poison ivy on your left narg? Bro. Like, what do you think happens? Do not want to know. Do not it's a red narg. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? These are the trials and tribulation of cavemen. When you lived in those times, you knew. That's old school, right? That's old school right there. You got any more jokes for me, Frank? Um, no, I, I'm pretty good. You're done with the jokes, right? Yeah. Jokes are done? Mm -hmm. We're good? No more jokes at my expense? Probably think of more later. Think of more old man jokes? Maybe. That's good. Yeah. Maybe. I like that. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how M&Ms used to make me laugh when I had to eat them as a kid a very long time ago. Odd. Yeah, no, well, this was before M&M's came in a bag. They, they used to wrap it in a leaf with a, you know, you know, with a branch. They would tie it with a branch and it almost came like a little sack to you when you had M&M's. I'm going to continue with this since you guys think it's funny that I'm old. That, like, somebody I couldn't be more progressive. Like, I'm not old. Were you friends with the milkman? You see? No. No? Like, wasn't there, like, a guy that, like, and it was, probably was the same guy that always came by and dropped yes. off milk at the corner so of your little So I porch. hate, this is going to make it perfect for you to make fun of, but I remember living in a of world course you where do. the milkman came Of course came you remember the a world door. with the milkman. Of course you do. Phenomenal. It's not a cartoon joke. There used to be a milkman that came... <laughs> Was the milk in glass bottles? Yes. Did they really used to put pictures you of lost kids on the side so you could find them? So this is this is in New York. They used to deliver it to my landlord. We always drank it from the carton. Here in Miami, my first few years, MacArthur Dairy was famous for having that kind of delivery service. I had a neighbor that got those. I always drank from the carton. But I was very aware of the milkman delivery. The milkman would make it to my front porch in New York. Not here in Miami. And the reason in New York is because, like I said, my landlord would get that milk like that. Apparently, it was fresher. And you see, Andy, I guarantee you that's not skim. Whole milk. That's whole milk for your ass right there. Like a man. Mmm. Makes your bones strong. Mmm. So does kale. Oh, oh, God. Bro. So I love our next segment. I love what we're going to do in the night because we're going to annoy Yendi to no end. Because even though she says she loves M&M's, what, what a turmoil to have. To eat so well like Yendi does and to like something like M&M's. But M&M's are actually good for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got so much to get to about the, 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 the powerful food that we know as a candy. But I think it's a nutritional supplement. Anything that makes your poop blue is not healthy. Well, I don't know what M&M's you're eating, but I've never had blue poop before after eating M&M's. Have you seen the colors and dyes that they use in the ingredients? Not through my poop, no. Wow. Never. Not once. 
Have you ever well. seen Blue Poop after M&M's, Frank? Uh, no. Blue Poop? You got a problem. You got to check that out, Yandy. I don't I know. You got to go to the doctor. <laughs> no. I mean, there's doctors no. and specialists that will take a peek at that. I think I understand now why you eat kale and all that. Or maybe it's because you eat kale. Because I've never experienced anything like that. That's just me. I don't know about Guys are not good for your digestion. Maybe you ate a Smurf. That's, all I say. That, that, that's what it sounds like. Maybe you did eat a Smurf. Perhaps. Perhaps. Blue poop, huh? Hmm. Talking about TMI, young Andy. That's just... On the other side, it'll be Eminem's galore. Nakaya, Amigo, Frank the Tank, and the vegan Yandy herself. Oh, man. I'm so excited. It's National Eminem Day. I got to get excited about something, <laughs> right? Can't do the pumpkin thing because she screwed that one up, right? Happy birthday, U.S. Navy. We'll talk about that in the 9 o'clock hour as well. So much to get to. <laughs> Blue poop. <laughs> hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Dag Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What better way to come into a segment where we're going to talk about M&M's? Thank you, Diana. I appreciate it. You sh- <laughs> she now understands why I've missed them here, Frank. She now gets it. I was telling him on the break, am I corny for, for acting like a little kid because I missed you guys? They go, yeah, you look really corny, mister. That song is just really good. That song that is, song. that's the song that uh, my radio career was inspired through that song. I can honestly that's tell you. As I was preparing for that contest, that's the only song I would listen to. I would not, for eight weeks, Frank, I heard only one song. I went through Christmas. I wouldn't listen to any other song. I had it on a loop in my car. It was the only song I listened to. For I'm very weird about things like that. When I put something in my head. It's a little ADD of me, but I I do it, and I don't stop, and that was the song. And the reason I did that was because I knew that the day of the finals, I was going to have to drive to this place and go perform. Perform in front of several hundred people, and I needed to be on my A-game. And that movie, 8 Mile, is fantastic because you see what Eminem goes through as he prepares for the rap battle and how he used to choke, and then he didn't choke. and So I felt like I couldn't choke, and that was my big thing. I didn't want to choke. And on my way to the place, I played this song on a loop over and over. I get goosebumps telling the story. And you know, it's the funniest thing. The person who suggested that I do it with that song was my pastor. So low-key, my pastor goes, you better never tell anybody, but I love Eminem. I'm like, what, pastor? He goes, I can only hear the clean versions, but I love Eminem. And I love this song. This song reminds me of you on this journey. And so I would just play it and 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 play it. And I won. I got there that day, I'm on fire. Now, I can't confirm whether or not before that contest I ate some M&M's, but I can tell you it wouldn't surprise me if I did. So apparently Andy has informed us that today is national. Did you get a load of this, Frank? Today is national M&M day. I was not aware of this. Yes. Did you, did you, did you know? No, I did not know. So M&M candy, let me tell you, has been around forever. Its history is, is beyond anything you've ever seen because, quite frankly, it's been for generations probably a very favorite candy in, in Americana. 
you date back to the 40s in World War II. Did, did, you, did you realize that the M&Ms were founded? The production began literally 1941. That's a long time. I didn't even know it was that And long. the first big customer was indeed the United States Armed Forces. Did wow. you? Because you're going to... I told you, get ready. What a tie. I told you, get ready. And our students have done some research on this stuff. I'm curious what they learned about my favorite candy in the world. If you know me, I don't like candy. I've got a new kick where I eat the Haribo Twin Snakes because I like the way they taste, but I don't eat candy. I happen, I have a thing for chocolate every once in a while. I don't like candy. Candy no me gusta. I love M&M's. I have to purposely avoid M&M's at this point in my life because I just, I could eat M&M's. I could have a bowl of M&M's and eat M&M's all day. Which M&M's though? Because there's different. All of them. There's peanut. Plain, there's uh, do you, do you peanut. like the one with the, with the hard shell, the pretzel ones? Like I like them all. Ah. I like them all. I was a fan of the, the peanut butter M and M's. I like them all. The peanut butter M and M's ones are good, but there was a time that they came out with those the 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 crunchy ones or whatever, and it was like a limited time only, and they got rid of those. It was crispy, Mister. Yes, there Alex. There has to be a certain one you like, though. Which one is it? That's it. And you know what, Alex? I appreciate you asking me that question. Peanut. The peanut. Peanut. Really, it's yeah, the. It, there was one. something about the peanut. For sure. You know, the old reliable is the regular, the originals, right? The milk chocolates, those are delicious, outstanding. But they get repugnant. But so does peanut, too, though. You no, can't just sit there and eat peanut all day. You're, adding, uh, you're right, but at least you're adding a different taste to the actual M&M, so it doesn't necessarily just become repugnant chocolate. What's your favorite, Alex? I gave you mine. I, it's peanut. It's by, by a hair, it's peanut, because I really like the other ones, too. It's not like, but if I had to, back to the wall, what's your favorite? I like the peanut M&Ms. Mine too, the peanut one. Right? You go for the yellow bag? Amazing. Yes, I love sir. the way it tastes. We call it in Spanish, mata hambre. One of the main reasons as an adult I'll eat M&M's is not for the sake of eating candy. It's the sake to bridge two meals. So it's not a protein bar. I'm sure there's a million ways I could do a better job of bridging two meals. But it's not a whole lot more tastier than that one. You can. They're so, so yummy. Tell me what you learned about it because when this came up, I, you know, I took a peek, and when I saw the whole military tie, that's when I knew we were doing this segment. Were you aware of that, Frank? No, I had no idea. Yeah. I had a feeling, be just because of stuff that I've seen, old drawings and whatnot, but I didn't know it that well until I looked it up. The U.S. Army, the armed forces, they and this is all during World War II. What are you, you're on the field. Like, what a quick thing to eat, but a bunch of M&Ms. That's like... Never would have thought about that. Or sunflower. I, I thought they went the sunflower seed route. So their tagline, in a way, their tagline, in a way, they were made for that purpose. They, I think they were like it's, um, yeah. I, I don't know if it was really. I'm looking at it here. They founded it. I mean, obviously, their their point was to make candy, but I think the whole military thing, guys, really became a big part of their business model because they took to it so quickly. It was their major customer, and then after that, what a great little like springboard to have to then just continue on with your business. And they've been so successful for 70, 80 years. Yeah. Um, I love their tagline. Does anybody remember their tagline? Melting your mouth on your hands. Oh, I was hoping the students would have. I didn't even remember myself. My bad. There's, there's another one too, where it's to look for the M in every piece. What's that? Explain that to me. Um, basically, since there were a lot of imitations, mm -hmm. um, so that you could get the real deal, 
they will tell you to look for the M in every piece. Ah, look at me. I didn't even know but that was But they're low-key of... full of it. Why? What, full of the M's you're saying? No. <laughs> like, they're full of it, like, in terms of authenticity, because they weren't even the first ones to use that design. Exactly. <laughs> Mars was inspired when seeing army men eating um smarties not the smarties we know today but a canadian company that makes little chocolate candies yep. in the sugary shell just like m&ms mm -hmm. and they didn't really have that m on them until the 1950s and it was in black and white until 1954 i mean it was in black rather than white until 1954 and that m's was when they really started to gain popularity because that's where he was like oh it's my brand it's my company i thought of this first even though he really didn't. No, it, it's so funny, Dania, right? Because it's in the 30s, the British military, were, they're fighting a Spanish Civil War and they were eating these Smarties and that's where Mars was inspired. I, this is why we do this. Continue, Dania, you're spreading wealth and knowledge. He was so set on having that M trademark that where you see that it's the M in the center of the candy. You know it's M&Ms. He was so set on it that Mars would go around buying bags to make sure that the M&Ms had the M on them stamped wow. in the middle. This is great news. Like, this is great stuff to know because you don't know. And then throughout the years, it's don't get me started because they've had their share of controversy. Back in the 70s, um, there were some color agents that they had to discontinue because, you know, there was some stuff in it that wasn't very healthy. In fact, carcinogenic. For example, in nature, my favorite color. Which one? Red. Yep, the red they dye. Had to take it out. Had yeah. to take out the red dye, and uh, it came back in 1987, though. Mm -hmm. It did, and I think they did a different version of it, so obviously it wouldn't be full with. But it wasn't and... that dye. It wasn't the specific dye. They just took it out because they thought it was. Well, there was a scare. On, there was a red dye it scare. Wasn't that it wasn't that specific dye they used in M and M that led to cancer. It was a completely different one. But However, they took it, it was out proven that those dyes weren't years. good for you, though. You know that, right? It was proven I mean, that those sure dyes aren't well. very good for you. That, that's true. And Yendi mentioned that early in the... Amigo, I'm sure candy's not good for you either. But so, exactly. so what I... Yeah. One of the things I tell you is I'm not sitting here and advocating M&Ms are a health food. I would never say that. But you have some tough decisions to make sometimes when you're on a diet. And I know that I've been there. And obviously candy and there's certain foods that don't mix in with the diet. My whole point about the M&M's, and I think the M&M's were built for this. I go back to Mata Hambre. It is to bridge a meal. It is, I need a snack. I got to munch on something. And we love chocolate. Guys, chocolate is not that bad for you. I grew up in a time where your parents didn't want you eating chocolate and said it was bad for you. It is not bad for you. And if you have dark chocolate, that stuff's actually very good for you. The Washington milk chocolate's control. the one that's not as good because it has the milk. And, you know, milk is... We can A bunch of away. antioxidants in chocolate. In, in dark chocolate, really good you incorporate a brick. I think it's a little brick of dark chocolate every day in your diet. Mm -hmm. And supposedly you release myriad of toxins that are bad for you. You haven't had you chocolate correct. until you go to Switzerland. But, mister, it depends what type of dark chocolate because it has to be really, really dark. Like, type that 98%. Does not I do the 98% yeah, dark chocolate. You do 98%? What do you do, Alex? Um, I don't do it. My dad does it. <laughs> <laughs> he does like the 89%, something like that. 
I uh, I enjoy dark chocolate. The beauty of dark chocolate is I'm going to sit there and eat a bag of dark chocolate because it's so rich. Tell me, no, you have a little piece of dark chocolate. Have you guys had the dark chocolate m and No. They don't work. Mm. It's not the same. It, it, I think the shell's too sweet to go with the dark. When you have dark chocolate, it's dark chocolate. There's a little bitter to it. There, it has its point. It has its, its purpose. To be honest, I've never been even appealed to even try it. Yeah, I, I tried it. I wasn't in love with it. Then again, I'm not a they fan of chocolate. They had dark chocolate like is sweet and salty. Sweet and salty is darn good. I like that one, too. That one sweet has the sea salt in it. Sweet and salty is darn good. They dabbled in Hispanic markets with the Dulce de Leche M&Ms a couple, like 20 years ago. I don't know if you ever... Wasn't a fan. They got stuck in my teeth. Just not a fan of having M&M Dulce de Leche stuck in my teeth. Lasted a couple years and they were out. Of, out. They had some white chocolate ones, too. Those are pretty good. You know that I don't think I've ever tried the white chocolate ones. I'm not a fan of white chocolate. Well, the sweet and salty and some of the other variable flavors, it slams students that have introduced it to me. I, you know, let's just be candid. They're kids, right? So they, you know, Mr., you want a little bit? Like, well, that was their way of saying, I'm going to eat this in your class. Please don't make me throw it out. And if they <laughs> offered 70 pounds ago, I would say sure, and they got to eat it in class. And they love M&M's. I, um... I think the one that I liked the least, I don't know if you guys ever got to try it. They had one, I think it was a holiday version with mint. Oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, it was bad. I love mint. awful, bro. So, just a raising of hands, although I, I still haven't... Everybody here likes M&M's. Does anyone not like M&M's? See, Andy? Parker doesn't. Parker does not like M&M's. Unbelievable. Skittles. I love Skittles. Oh, that's oh, the option. There's point. some people that are fruity, you know? That's where I Those go. are the I'm fruit M&M's. Those are like fruit M&M's, which, like by I, the way, I love Skittles. <laughs> I can do the peanut M&M's every once in a while, but I'm not a super fan of chocolate. Like, I can eat a couple pieces, and then I get very repugnant really quick. Um, yeah, Skittles is the route, though. Like, that's what's up. But here we go. Young Yandy, what is worse for you? Skittles or M&M's? Skittles are worse for you. Of course. That's because they're more delicious. <laughs> well, because they have, they're made of pure sugar. Skittles is just literally little sugar things you're putting in your mouth. No. Anything, that, anything that's more delicious is not good for you. So there you go. Have you guys ever had the M&M cookie? Yes. That's fire. Say that again, the M&M cookie? Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. Well, I've had the, um, the Keebler Elf cookies with the M&Ms on top. Okay, no, but the M&M cookie is... The M&M ice cream cookie. Pretty Another good. outstanding. You know, you put M&M's in yogurt or ice cream. <laughs> That's too sweet, mister. I don't like but it. It changes the color really of the ice cream. The M&M McFlurry. Uh, but they took those off the market, so though. Took what off the market? The M&M McFlurry. Now, the, I mean, no, the, I just got one yesterday. No, they're still <laughs> there. What are you saying? Still alive and well, bro. Well, the McDonald's in my by my area, it, like, there's nothing on the menu. It just says Oreo McFlurry. Yeah. Man, they have dabbled in everything. Last year in 2019. You have to ask for it. They, they released a hazelnut spread M&M's. Back in 2017, caramel M&M's were released in the U.S. Um, the hazelnut was pretty good because I love Nutella. So hazelnut it was a good works, mix. But the, see, all that stuff, now you get into And then I go <laughs> back to my thing. Just just simple peanut or your M&M's. I don't peanut know how much better you get. actually the healthier ones out of the whole variety. Yeah. The ones I told you I about. agree. I the mean, they had some one. crazy flavors. So here's the other thing, right? I can't eat a whole bag of peanut M&M's. I can't eat a whole bag of M&M's. If I buy a bag of M&M's, someone's going to be around me getting some M&M's. I can't. 
One, because it's so very shareable. Want some? You pour it out of the bag, right? It's so easy to, between three or four people, get some M&M's. Mm, have my snack. I can't finish a bag of M&M's. Because I, I prefer the little tubes that they sell in the public. The tubes are awesome. Pop it open, whoop, and, and it's a smaller portion. Uh, but those are the M&M minis. Yes, and that's fine. That was actually the original fine. packaging. The original package, packaging was um tubes. And they were cardboard tubes. They changed it to pouches. And that was way more, like, it was way more better than the tubes because you can share it with anyone you wanted to. In my research, I didn't know that one. So good old whistle for you. And now you learned, or now is the learning moment thing? I know, that was, I was like, really? Because I never reach for the tubes when I buy them. That's like the last but package that's, I go for. But that's holes. why it was the so popular in the Army. Why is that, Idania? Because since the cardboard tubes they had, they could have easily stuck it in their pocket and carried it around. It was their sense of resource for them to be able to either snack on it or if they didn't have any other source of food, completely eat it. And most of these soldiers remained loyal to the M&M company after they fought in the Army, fought a war or whatever they had to do. They remain loyal after it, and then that's when they started buying even more. So definitely the Army is has been a real big part of Eminem and their support group. They come in different shapes and sizes. They've used different marketing campaigns that have been just amazing, right? Because we uh, didn't E.T. play a big role with Eminem's? You remember that? No, that was Reese's, wasn't no. it? The complete opposite. Those were Reese's That's pieces. right. It was were Reese's pieces, which yeah. were they tried the to compete opposite. against them. Those were the most delicious things in the world. Those were better than M and M's. I didn't like them. No, didn't didn't like them. oh my pieces? goodness. No, I didn't like them. I remember the song. That was phenomenal. So Irania, yes, you did straighten me out on that. It wasn't the M and M's that he wrote. It was the Reese's pieces he had, right? Yeah, because E. T. had offered, like they wanted specifically M and M's, and M and M's denied the product placement and then they wanted to do Hershey's and Hershey's also denied them All right. which so is Jenny, when they ended up going with Reese's Pieces which actually gave them more oh I gave Reese's Pieces clout of course yeah. of course so here's my question and I'm sure they were kicking themselves in the butt afterwards but you Idani as well as Yendi have a little marketing experience with me so if they had to come if they had to come to you and you worked for M&M's would you have rejected it don't give me hindsight now hindsight's easy you got a funny-looking E.T. looks like an alien back in 1982, and they say, hey, we want your candy to be a part of this. We want you to product place your candy in this movie. I think I would have said no. Remember, I'm marketing and creative, and that's weird and off-topic and off-the-wall, so I would have said yes. Anything that's off-outside-of-the-box, I, I go for. It's too outside-the-box, yeah. though. I mean, I get it, but then again, I'm you gonna... have to keep in mind just... The director. Exactly. The I was going to say, doesn't the Steven Spielberg name kind of attach to it and then hold it up? But E.T. was one of his first best movies. Fair enough. Steven had been directing for years before that. And he She's didn't grab right. any fame she and is. neither did most of his films until E.T., until that time when he started making those out-of-the-box films where everyone saw him and was like, you're crazy. What I and then once the movie actually came out, they gained a lot of popularity. And, but I do want to invite you, Idania, because you're younger, and young Yandy as well, is to put yourself in 1982. It's almost 40 years ago. People's mindsets and perceptions are a lot different than today. Today, that's outside the box that works. 1982, that's outside the box that gets you fired. And I don't think, you guys like to call me old, and maybe I'm a little old school sometimes, I'm going to let myself be old school. And had I been in a position to make that decision, I too would have said, no thanks, keep your movie. We're good. I mean, it's not like they needed any more brand recognition. 
So this worked out well for Reese's, but I, I would have said no. But Eminem has had Eminem has had so many opportunities to have different. They've injected the Eminem guy, the Eminem, the and their commercials are epic. They have become a part of Americana. Well, you go to New York, and then they have the store in the middle of Times Square, and then that's that. a, that's that that's a fourth attraction all on its, own. on its own. It's four floors or three floors, whatever it is, and it's just Eminem heaven. So do you know that the last, I think, six times I've been to New York, I make sure to go there. I never miss going to the Eminem. I always stop by, have oh. magnets of like the that I've gone by and everything like that. Love going by. It's, uh, it's fantastic. They even went crazy back in 2000, right? And they did an ad campaign around the fact that the Roman numeral 2000 is two M's. I don't know if you guys were aware of that. So Eminem, you know, started in like in 98 or 99 mounting a campaign as the official candy of the new millennium as the Roman numeral MM meant 2000. And uh, they also released in 2000 rainbow M&Ms, multicolored with different fillings. They've done everything imaginable with M&Ms. And it's become a part of Americana. It's become an institution, if you ask me. But you know what's funny? What's that? So many people think that they have different tastes, like flavors, but they're all the same. They all have the same ingredients. Well, because they have different colors, people think that they have the same taste. That's a true story. And that's not so much the other off, you know, off-brand M&M stuff that they do, the caramel, this, just you regular M&Ms. They come in different colors. They're all the same. Yeah, you know how many, times, you know how many times my oh, wife I like is the like, red oh, ones give me the red the ones. ones. I want they the blue ones. Oh, no, I don't like the brown ones. I'm like, they're all the same. They're all the same. They all have the same ingredients except for the food coloring. Mm -hmm. That's but literally the only different thing. So people always, like, every time I see somebody eating M&Ms, like, oh, give me the red one because they taste better. No, dude. It's like, how does it's the red all the same. taste better? Confusion. <laughs> it's just personal preference right there. It's that and strategy. Like, they make you think that they're different flavors. It's along with Skittles. You think, well, I mean, yeah. Skittles does have different flavors sometimes. But it's all up to, like, the strategy. They make you think they taste different. Yeah, Skittles are all different flavors. By the way, Skittles messed up when they changed the the flavor of the of the green one. They went from lime to green apple, and they destroyed the greens. In fact, I pick out all the greens, put them back in the wrapper, throw them away. Green is my favorite. Yeah, Skittles, green apple is better than lime. lime. They've green changed it, though. The lime was better so than the green apple. Now it's green no, apple. It doesn't it taste no, the same. No, it's not. Lime? Green apple is definitely Guys, better. Can I ask you a question? Do you not realize that the point of Skittles is to shove three, four, five, six of them in your mouth and get every bite yes. is a different taste because it's a mix of different flavors. So to me, the whole point of Skittles is not to eat one to get a taste. No. Yeah, it's to pop five or six, and every bite you have of Skittles like that will always be unique and different because it's a combination of different flavors. But the green apple is so overbearing that it destroys the flavor of all the other flavors that you put in your mouth. I like M&M's better, but don't get me wrong. I can do Skittles, man. I just know Skittles is definitely not good for you. I hope you all floss. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> this one is the best one before we go to break. 1995, they ran a contest. Uh, participants were given a choice to select purple, blue, or pink as the color of a new variety of M&M. And then they announced the winning color on the David Letterman show and the Dave Leno show and the Jay Leno, which is the Tonight Show. Um, and they lit up the Empire State Building in the winning color, which was blue. Didn't know that, did you? No clue. They held that to replace the tan. 
because at the time they had both oh, tan and tan. brown and they thought it was kind of like oh dull. Oh my god, the tan. I forgot about the tan M&M. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's a time that in my life where I felt those tasted better, so I would have the tan ones. Oh my god, I forgot the tan. Right, look, I got a question for you. Go for it. What is the rarest M&M color? Tan. How would you do that? I saw it. That was for him. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to guess that <laughs> one. We just talked about it. It would have been the last one I would have answered. <laughs> the 10 M&Ms. I almost forgot about that. Dude, it's been in movies like Star Wars. Um, Really? Star Wars? Yeah, they promotionally tie it with movies. Not in it so much, but they promotionally oh, okay, tie it with okay. movies. They did it with Shrek. Uh, it was with Revenge of the Sith they did it in. Uh, NASCAR's been a big part of what M&M's do. I, I, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, NASCAR has an M&M's car. Listen, there are things in life. Summer Olympics 2012 have played a big role. 1984 Olympics. And there's a rundown. You know that they have the characters on the commercials. Right. So every, every color is a different person. Right. What's funny is once upon a time, the red was John Lovitz. Remember John Lovitz? Yeah, of course. Hey, cowgirls, you see the grass? Don't eat it. The yellow? John Goodman. But you didn't know that. Did not know that. The dark chocolate, the Miss Brown. I always thought the yellow one hung out That's Vanessa Williams, bro. The yeah. Miss Brown. The sexy voice. Remember Who's that? Who's the yeah. green one? The green one was Cree Summer and Larissa Murray. They were both males, though. The green and the brown were both males. And then they didn't start introducing females until 95, 1995. Yeah, but Miss Brown is Vanessa Williams. I'm looking at it here. Definitely Vanessa Williams. The yellow M&M used to hang out with Brawny. Then there's Miss Green. You guys missed the joke, of course. He had to make a shot at yeah. That's fine. You can have it. I'm not going to fight with you about that. Anymore. No, you smiled. That means you liked it. Oh, okay. of course. It was funny. <laughs> The red, the, the, do you know that the original colors were like Roy G. Biv? Do you know what Roy G. Biv is? Does anybody know what Roy G. Biv is? What is that? Is the that like rainbow. the first color ever introduced? Rainbow. Very good, Alicia. It was the original. Red, red, orange, RGB. yellow. RGB, right? Yeah, Roy B. No. Roy B. That's actually the name of, the, of that? Or are you just saying the acronym? No, that's how it's said. Look it up if you want. Say it again. Roy G. Biv. Roy, Roy G. Biv. Biv. Oh, wow. Red, that's orange, rainbow. yellow, green. Indigo. Indigo's in there. Blue. Indigo. Blue, indigo, indigo violet. violet. Yes. Mm-hmm. But You're the ri- first, there were five different M&Ms at first. It was red, orange, yellow, green, and violet. You sure? It was red, yellow, violet, Positive. green, and brown is what yeah. it actually was. Yeah. And then they discontinued violet. I've never seen violet before. I, I never I've seen that. the violets. They co- those come out. I thought there was an Easter um, edition of M and M's, and it was like that with the with like the letter. There top. was the an Easter. It was an Easter Sunday. Yeah, the pastel Easter colors. Sunday. They come on in Easter. Amigo, when you were a kid, did they have colors like in real life? No, I lived in black and white. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I lived in black. That's why you're so excited right now when you're talking about colors. And Bianca makes a great point. M and M's went from war to space. Were you aware of that? The 80s was a big year for them. Oh, yeah. They were the first candy to go to space. Mm-hmm. First ever candy. And then that same year, they hit worldwide. They went Asia Pacific, Australia, Europe, Russia. So 
the 80s was definitely 80s really, were the time. Really, really oh yeah, that was the best of times for the Eminem group. I had fun talking about Eminem's Frank. My favorite candy. Mmm. You see, it wasn't so bad, young Andy, was it? I found a recipe that we can create our own vegan M&M's. Oh, my God. I want to know. I heard vegan. So I'll put I, the, the link know. in the chat. I'll put the link in the chat. But it, it's very involved um, recipe. We uh, This is our cue. We're talking about vegan M&M recipes. That's we our cue go. to go to break. We got, we what is it, Frank? We got together. We are, what is, what's the sound that we use? We leave it right now. Right? Y'all, we leave it right now. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Final hour of the program here. Privilege and the honor of being on Sirius XM's platform and on Slam Radio. I haven't heard from Rudner, so. Channel 145. I've been trying to call him. I'm calling him now. Scheduled to have Jacob Rudner on in this segment. It's possible that it won't happen. A little later in this hour, we will reconvene on the Eminem conversation. Bring in a new set of roundtable town hall participants. Listeners, you can tell that this is a topic near and dear to my heart. You can tell I deal with chicanery as well. Uh, you know, for a bit, Frank, I've been thinking you're going to... Uh, of, of potentially a change in how we do morning radio here at Slam Radio. Um, I wouldn't want to scare anyone off, but instead... I, I was thinking of doing two separate shows. Yeah, Frank's giving me the evil eye. No, I'm like, go on. What do you mean two shows? So for educational purposes, as well as the fact that things are changing right before our very eyes, mm -hmm. I love doing the straight lace sports radio show. But the varietal nature of the things that I like to talk about really puts us on weird places in a four-hour morning drive show. One minute we're a sports show, one minute we're talking about the zaniest things. So I was like wondering, how do you do this? Like, how do you make this better? Because it's evident the first two hours of this show is all sports. We really, true or false? Oh, absolutely true. A thousand percent. I don't know about the last two hours, though. It's not the first topic. I'm always looking for the zany off-the-wall topic. No, because we kind of mold into whatever, however the class vibe is. So, Sometimes unfortunately, that's different. I don't care about different. the class vibe. You know that. Huh? Sometimes I don't really care about the class vibe. No, but for the most part, we do. I mean, we're doing school at the end of the day. I know, but I create the vibe that they have to follow. And a lot of times I do the things they like, but sometimes I make them do something that I like. And it'll be a little boring for them. I'm going to give this some thought. You've been dabbling in ideas the last couple of weeks because this isn't the first time that I've heard you say something like this. Like we've talked about it earlier last week, I believe it was. Hmm. Just thinking out loud. 
I don't know that I have the answer to the question, right? I don't know that I have a solution to the problem. But I know that, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we'll have Jacob on now. We'll talk baseball. It's 10 o'clock hour. It'll be awesome, right? But I kind of want to segment the show differently. And what's funny is, is I don't even mean to scare you. Like, I've thought of doing a podcast on this station about a serious topic and doing a weekly serious topic, just topical. Something I may have hit on the show, maybe not. There's no time frame to that. I can play whatever, you know, make it. I'll build it so it could be an hour of programming here, but it'll be 42 or 43 minutes. I'll do whatever. I've thought of doing that. It takes a little extra effort, but I've thought of doing it, and there's enough meat on the bone to do it. Right. So I'm thinking outside the box. I'm warning you. Fair enough. Thank you for the warning. You like the warning. That was cordial of you. Thank you. There's a real possibility that that's going to happen. I already know. Oh, there's the evil stare down. Let me get to somebody who likes me a lot more right now than Frank the Tank. He loves to talk baseball. He wakes up early to talk to his amigo, even though his amigo right now is pissed at baseball, doesn't want to talk about it. But that's okay, because Jacob Brenner joins us here on our guest line, Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Um, I'm not as excited anymore. Everything crumbled in a matter of a week. Uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna open the show and 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 give it to Frank, and I was just gonna tell him that he nailed it last week and that you and I were wrong. Yes, he was. He, he reminded right. me. He reminded me of this. Yes, he reminded me. <laughs> He's very quick to remind me. Yes. I stopped watching baseball, Jacob. I don't want to watch the Rays. I don't want to watch the Astros. I don't want to watch the Braves. I kind of want to watch the Dodgers, but they're down one nothing. Your thoughts on these two championship series. First, the Rays up 2-0 against the Astros. Expected? Oh, yeah. I, I definitely think that the Rays are the, were, were the better team coming into this, and it was kind of one of those things where it, it was just a matter of time, or at least so I thought, that it was going to be the a team going in up against the Astros and being able to stop them the way that it should have happened earlier. Like I had told you at the beginning of the playoffs here, I was not confident in this Astros team as a playoff team overall. I think that I had said a couple times that th- their hitting is very good. Uh, their pitching is extremely inexperienced. So I never really saw them as a deep-run contender. Uh, so I think that the Rays are basically doing what they're built to do. I think that that was a, a, a kind of something that I, I saw coming when the series started. I think that the Rays are kind of the team that I saw as, as this, this World Series run team. And now here's the thing. I definitely thought the Yankees were better. I thought that the Yankees had what it took, but I'm sorry. I, I, I just think that this Rays team, is, is they had a better season. They look good. And it's kind of looking like it should right now. Our principal coach baseball for many years, he has a conversation with me yesterday. He tells me the Rays are going to win it all. So the Rays are built to win it all. You got a little bit of everything. I don't agree. I, I understand the result is the result. I almost don't even think they're that good. And, and maybe I'm just, maybe it's because I'm a Yankee fan and I'm not really being objective right now. But at 29 and 31, I can't help but think the Astros still have a shot in this. I can't help but think, Jacob, that the Astros can still win this series only because I know the Rays have played well over the last two or three months. 
but they have a tendency to underwhelm when the shot when the line is shining brightest. And I don't know. This is weird. Frank's accusing me of rooting for the Astros for a minute. Really, what I want to see is a Dodgers Astros World Series because I want the Dodgers to beat them, and I want to watch them suffer in the World Series. It sounds like you are rooting for the Astros, which is quite the uh, the pivot here from the from the stances we've taken in the last couple weeks. But here's my question for you. Where are the Astros better than the Rays? Because yeah. I, I don't know. I do. I think they where, are. Where? My God, I think. In what area? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not looking at the last 70 games because obviously they haven't hit better. But I just think, not statistically, but I think literally based on case, based on hit years of hitting, whether they're banging on drums or not, the Astros are probably better hitters than the Rays. Rays have an advantage in pitching. Defensively, they're sound, even though that game yesterday, the Astros had no business losing that game. That throwing error that opened up the three-run homer in the first inning should have never happened. Should have never happened. It's not like the Rays slugged the ball here, there, and everywhere. If that play doesn't happen, there's no three-run homer. They win 4-2. I don't know. I, I am not convinced that the Rays are what my principal says they are. And I think any of the other teams can beat them. I think, I think the Astros can still beat them, and I think the winner of the Dodgers-Braves can beat them. That's my interest right now in baseball. I don't think the Rays are good enough or deserve to win the World Series. I mean, I, I would say that I think that this year's World Series champion, if I had to put in a prediction right now, will be an NL team. I think that an NL team will win the World Series this year. What I also think, though, is that the Tampa Bay Rays are the better of the two teams currently in the ALCS. And the reason I think that is because it is just, to me, when you have a team that is top to bottom, your best starting pitcher to your worst relief pitcher, better in the pitching department, it's hard to deny them, especially, by the way, when they're up 2-0. If you and I were having this conversation at the beginning of the series and you said to me, well, you know, it's extremely possible that the Astros are going to win this, they're hot, they have good hitters, their pitching has been okay enough in the, in the postseason to probably get them by, I probably would have maybe not agreed with you, but I would have bought it. My question now, though, is when they are down 2-0, the Rays are clearly doing what it takes to be the better team. It's hard for me to go up against them and argue it because we both know that their pitching has been fantastic. It has been. You know, and that's what wins and, championships. And, and, I got you. And, and before the season, and this is what really blew my mind, I learned this actually yesterday, before the season, the Tampa Bay Rays were projected to have the most above average, above replacement level pitchers. Do you want to take a stab at how many they had in their organization? Major league level replacement or better. Gosh, I, I don't know where I would start guessing. Maybe maybe three or four or five, maybe? 38. What? Oh, you're talking minors between, and everything, everybody. But I'm talking about guys who could play projectedly in the major leagues right now at replacement level or above, so average or better. Average or better. They have 38 organizational pitchers who could come in right now and be average right or now. better. So meaning the they have a double-A right pitcher now. that could just step in and be above average. Yes. God, that's a lot of pitchers. <laughs> By the way, that's what Jeter's trying to do here with the Marlins. That's all he does is grab. I mean, people are complaining, why so many pitchers? That's why. That's exactly why. It's, it's just it's, they're built to do what they're doing right now. And by the way, I totally agree that, you know, the hitting, there's not a lot of star power hitting. and The, the big names aren't really there. 
but they're hitting well too. Yeah, they've been hitting in the playoffs. I I understand. I totally get it. I just, please, please work with me on this and see if you understand my point of view. Because the Rays aren't those guys, I can't help but feel that the Astros still have a slugger's chance. Tampa Bay takes Ryan Yarbrough to the mound. Um, I mean, there's no such thing as home or away or anything, and he's certainly been uh, an effective pitcher. I mean, I guess he threw, what was his last game? He threw against the Yankees, and he took the loss, but allowed only a couple of runs in five innings. Uh, he's not done poorly over the last month, but why do I get the impression like the Astros are going to tattoo him because he doesn't have that big game experience that they do? It, the start of coming back on a 2-0 series is game three. The other part of it is, is that it's not so much that whether the Rays are better or not, is that when you have that postseason experience, the Astros all season, Frank, has felt as if they've got something to prove. They've been playing like that as of late, as if they have something to prove. There's something that's not equated in statistics by that. And a 29-31 and 31 team that's in a championship series like this, even if they're down 2-0, I can't help but think they're going to take this guy to the woodshed they're going to spank him in game three. And then we're going to be talking, you know, before game four. I understand they'll probably try to think who would throw game four for them. Um, they're kind of weird about who they throw game to game, though. Um, I think it's a game four would be Glasnow, though, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that would be my guess. But, but that's such a hill to climb yes. if you're the Astros, even if you win. I mean, Glasnow's is out of his mind. I understand that. But. 2-1 is different than 2-0. And no matter who they're going to face to overcome a 2-1 deficit, any deficit you overcome in these series is one game at a time. And a team that can hit the baseball, like, and the Astros shoot flashes of that, I can't imagine that today, 8-40, first pitch, that you know, the Astros aren't going to be stoked and ready to try to get back in this series. And it's weird because I'm not rooting that, yeah. for them, but I want to see them go to a World Series, and I want the Dodgers to get their retribution. I like that. I, I guess my, my whole thing is that the yes, it's possible. You know that you're never out until you're actually out, and it's it, it's it's not over. I just think that for a a young pitching staff, the, the the Astros are throwing a guy tonight who he also has no experience. Jose Arquiti. Mm-hmm. Arquiti has no playoff he, experience. Nothing, and and so and so. Let's say they do win tonight. It's two to one. You know. Coming out of two two zero, that that's just such a deep hole, and I think people don't understand how deep it truly is. Because if they win tonight, that means that if the if the Rays come back and grab a win tomorrow, which you would consider probably likely, if you were to just break this down into forget what happened before, forget what's happening later, and you broke it down as a two game series tonight and the next game, you know you'd probably project it to go one and one. One and one. You're down three one. Yep. I, and I totally get everything you're telling me when it comes to that. You'd be down. You're sitting here wondering to yourself, self, like what? I, all of this I understand. Here's my point to you. Is when a team can hit the baseball, Jacob, and this is just my experience. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know what it is. But when a team can hit the baseball in the manner that the Astros can hit the baseball, okay, don't forget what they did to the Twins. Don't forget what they did to the A's. They outpitched the Twins, a team that could hit the baseball big time. Then they went up against the A's. They beat them in four games. Two of those four games, they scored 10 or more runs. They scored nine in another, and they outpitched them in the other game. 
They've lost 2-1 and 4-2 against two guys that are formidable pitchers. But they're major league hitters. When they come back around, I you know, unless you're on a you're on a beeline to be dominant throughout the playoffs, one of those two guys, one of those two guys are gonna get hit again. And for me, if they can win tonight, Glasnow is a perfect opportunity for them to make a case to be back in the series. I have not given up on the Astros winning this series, not because I'm rooting for them, but because I can simply think to myself, at this point, at this juncture, the Rays aren't what everybody says they are, in my opinion. I could be dead wrong and they win the World Series. But in my opinion, they're not what everybody says they are. And I do understand that it starts with pitching. But what Houston's hitting and, you know, we make all the jokes about the garbage cans. Those guys can hit. They didn't have a good season this year, but they got in the playoffs and started hitting the baseball. If they get just, just a twinkle confident, they're going to beat the living pants off these guys. I'm, you're going to be surprised. Now, game three tonight, this guy comes in and throws a gem. Rays go up 3-0. It's over. Glasnow comes out tomorrow, pitches a gem. They're up 3-1. Series pretty much over. So don't get me wrong. I know the backs up are against the wall, but hitters – can hit their way out of any situation. And I think the Astros have a best chance of coming from behind. I like the Dodgers being down 1-0 a lot less than the Astros being down 2-0 if I'm a Dodger or, Do- or Astro fan in this situation. I, I would agree with that. And I would go as far as to say that if I'm a Dodger fan or if I'm a Dodger player or if I'm Dave Roberts, I am worried beyond belief. I am extremely scared. And the reason for that is because this Braves team does one thing extremely well, and they did it throughout the entire regular season. They did it again last night, and it's that they crushed the fastball. Yep. They are the best hitting team in the entire major league, and this is statistically, at hitting the fastball. Slugging percentage, the best. Batting average against fastballs, and that's cutters, sinkers, four-seam, two-seam, the best. The Dodgers are a fastball-throwing team. Bueller, 97 to 100 fastball. Dustin May, 97 to 100 fastball. All of these guys are relying on fastballs as the majority, heavy majority, pitching their arsenals. And what happened last night? They got crushed. The Braves are 6-0 and in the postseason. They've allowed six runs in those six games, five in one game to the Marlins. They've thrown four shutouts in the playoffs. Dodgers down 1-0 to me is much worse than Astros down 2-0 because I think the hitters can hit their way out of this. The, 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 the Atlanta Braves are showing that they can not only crush the fastball, but they can keep you from scoring. And if the Dodgers don't score, they have the same conundrums the Yankees do. They're not going to be able to get, get out of the series. They hit their way out of things. If, not, if they can't hit the baseball, they will not win the series. And pitching will win in that case. In, this, in the case of the Astros, I firmly believe, Jacob, the Astros' bats will wake up and they will make this a series again. I can't tell you they'll win, but I think this one goes seven, and who knows? I, I want to see the Astros and the Dodgers at this point in the World Series. And, 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 I, and I get that, and I think that it's possible, but what if I told you that whoever wins the Dodgers-Braves game tonight wins the series? I think it's accurate. Because then, then you're I kind of agreeing with me that the Astros winning today could make a huge difference. It's a pivotal point in their season tonight, to the point that I'll sit and watch the game tonight. For sure, I'm I think watch that, that if game the tonight. Astros win tonight, it puts them in a spot to make it interesting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's my whole point. I, Statistically, I, I that, probably I not. But it's too it's soon. Just... A, a win tonight to me makes it too soon to say anything. A win tomorrow makes me interested. 
Well, the Dodgers, on the other hand, if the Dodgers go down 2-0, I think it's done. Dodgers, Dodgers got some work. Dodgers got to win. <laughs> Dodgers got to yeah, win tonight. Exactly. That's no joke. And, you know, I, I, I'm concerned for them. You know what I mean? I'm really concerned for them. I don't know that they... Man, they can't get out of their own way, I guess is the best way to say it. The last few years have been tragic for them. Uh... But the Dodgers right now, you know, losing that game, that game, they had been, they were 5-0 and in the playoffs going into it. Uh, but they've been able to hit the ball pretty well. And it's been getting better and better and better. They came off a 12-run affair with the pods to lock that series up as they swept the pods. Um, maybe it's a one-game fiasco for the Dodgers. We'll see what happens tonight or this afternoon. I think they play this afternoon, actually. Um but I want to see the Dodgers win, and I've got all my all my weight behind the Dodgers. That's the team I'm rooting for. Uh, I still think it's Dodgers-Astros, and both teams have their backs up against the wall. At this point, the way things are, what are your thoughts? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my picks probably the same way that I have for a while, and that's Tampa Bay Rays versus Los Angeles Dodgers. That was actually the World Series that I predicted prior to the playoffs starting. As it got going, I, I changed that to New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, which is obviously no longer true. Uh, you know, I think, I think where you and I differ in opinion is, is where this, this Astros series is headed. I think that the, the Astros put together a nice run. I think they put together a run that a lot of people didn't really expect in the playoffs, and they're ahead of the game a little bit against what people thought they were going to be able to do. But I think that this Rays team is kind of the match that, it, that they can't really luck their way through anymore. And so, you know... I'll give it to you. I definitely think there's a possibility. They have to turn on their, their hitting. The Astros have to really step it up. Uh, but I just think that this Rays team is a better team. Their hitting is just as good. It just doesn't get talked about. Their pitching is excellent. Uh, I think that it's Rays. The Dodgers series, this is where we get into some interesting stuff. I'm going to go Dodgers because we haven't watched Game 2 yet. Right. The reason I say Dodgers is because I think that the, the matchup tonight favors the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers got their guy on the mound. I think Kershaw's been good, really good in the playoffs. And so I think that, that Kershaw could put them right back on track and make it kind of this one-game uh, mess-up from last night. But again, it definitely comes down to tonight. So my prediction remains Dodgers, but I will flip on that on a dime if the Dodgers lose tonight. Hmm. All right, should be fun baseball today, Jacob. We'll do our thing, I guess, Frank, maybe Friday, right? Is that what we do with him on Friday? Each yeah, Friday. Friday. I'm just afraid we're going to miss the boat on something. So if something pops up, maybe we'll have an emergency for him to come in. But how about Friday, we, if not Friday, will be the day. How about, how about we keep him tossing in the bullpen? That'll, that sounds good. We'll keep him in the bullpen. Use a baseball euphemism. I like that. <laughs> I will, uh, yeah, I'll, st- I'll stay ready. I'm staying hot. All right. And uh, <laughs> on, on Friday for sure. All right, my brother. By the way, happy National M&M Days to you. Well, thank you. I don't know if you knew Very that. Much. Enjoy your M&Ms. Nope, no clue. I will. <laughs> Jacob Runner joining us from the West Coast talking baseball. We talk baseball with him each and every Friday. But now in the playoffs, we've been talking to him a couple times a week. We'll catch up with him on Friday. Thanks for jumping on with us, Jacob. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. Take care, brother. Jacob's the man. All right. On the other side, we'll get into that M&M talk again. I hope these young Padawans are ready for this. <laughs> I bet you they're not ready for this. 
I bet you they weren't as ready as they were before. Oh, Alba's, look at Alba. You know I was going to say? Alba looks like she's ready. And before I could say it, she jumped out. She was, oh, we're ready. You know you've created a monster with Alba. Because like, you good. used to call her out on how quiet she was. She's turned into a fighter. Good. That's what I wanted. Feisty Alba. I like that. On the other side, we'll get the crew together. Have a little M&M talk. Are you serious? Yep. Talking more M&Ms, Amigos' favorite candy. I don't eat it that much these days. I'll be very honest with you, but it's still my favorite candy. Which one's your favorite? That and so much more. On the other side, good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Uh, you like that song, Frank? Good Morning Amigo, final segment of the program. Yes, I know you don't like this song. I like that song. I always talk about that. I, I like the way, because I like col collaborations, especially between col collaborations between genres, and that's pretty much like the intro of col the collaboration of rock and rap. Uh, I don't know if you recall, or maybe you are aware of this, but Jay-Z and Linkin Park collaborated. A I like that ago. one. They came out with their own little thing, and it's all, it's Jay-Z beats with Linkin Park songs, or it's Linkin Park songs with Jay-Z beats. It's, it's great. They're great. Collateral Damage is the name of it, if you haven't checked it out. That's at Linkin Park. It's in a whole album? It's, it's about six or seven tracks. Encore's on there, right? Encore's on there. Faint is numb. numb. Um, and there's a couple other ones. You know what I like? What do you like? We were talking about it earlier. M&M's. I enjoy M&M's, as does everybody else. Man, they've got some crazy flavors nowadays. Have you checked out their site? Uh, the M&M site? No, I have not. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. You can go on their site today. Anything you order today is 20% off. Because it's M&M Day? Because it's National M&M Day. I'm going to sign up. I didn't know you could do this, but there's apparently a... Uh, like a group. Like you give your email and you sign up and you get discounts for M&M's. Mmm. I love M&M's. What kind of discounts? You got on M&M's? They send you like coupons or something? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I'll find out. I'll find out through my email. One dollar off. They have themed M&M's. You can make, you can design things having to do with M&M's. You can personalize M&M's. Pick a color. You can per personalize it. Select the package. Yeah, you can put the names on the M&M's. So you know what I'm going to do, right? What? I'm going to make Slam Radio M&M's. Okay, that sounds cool. And you can actually even pick up the colors and everything. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I would do. Red and black? So I would want white. it to be I would want it to be red and, yeah, I guess it's going to have to be red and white. But that red is not our red. That's the problem. But that's fine. It'll do. It'll do. So I'm, I'm asking, like, who doesn't like M&M's in our group here? Who just doesn't like M&M's? So it's undefeated. Like, it's nobody, right? Like, I don't know why I can't hear you all, but we'll figure that out right now. Ah, poor Frank. Can't divide them in half. Hi, Alba. Hello. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. 
Oh, okay. I was saying that whoever doesn't like M&M's is out of their mind. Well, I haven't met somebody yet. I haven't. No one's told me they don't like M&M's. I don't know. So I, mean, I, I, haven't, I don't think I've met anybody either. So what but is I'd your favorite to, M&M, Alba? I'd have to specifically go for the ones with peanuts inside. Like, those are the best ones. <laughs> My dog. I don't like the plain just chocolate. Like, no. Like, I love the one with the peanuts inside. I know some people are allergic to those, though, so. It's not that they don't like them, but they can't eat them, you know? Because of the peanuts. Uh, definitely have to go with the ones with the peanuts. That's my favorite. We were talking about it earlier in the show, but I don't know if you know this. There's, like, the M&M history. Do you know how that got started? I was surprised to learn this. Who knows how M&Ms got started? I got you. What's up, Jermaine? I got you. Did you know the idea for the M&M was born after seeing soldiers carry my chocolate pellets protected by a shell? to keep them from melting during the Spanish Civil War. Horace Mars, senior son of the Mars Company founder, pitched the idea of the candy will not today as M&M. He's right. Good research, Jermaine. We talked about that as well. The shell actually doesn't allow the chocolate to melt. Thus, you know, their theme after the World War II, their punchline is melts in your mouth, not in your hand, uh, which is brilliant if you think about yes. it. Um, but yeah, the military was the big benefactor of the invention of M&Ms. Uh, big, uh, largely dis uh, distributed amongst, like, the U.S. Army. And that, that was, uh, when I learned that, I didn't know that. And that's, I think, how they got their start to where they are today. We talked about how they're on Times Square. Just wondering what your favorite M&Ms are. We have uh, McKay in the studio. What's your favorite M&M? You want? Oh, my favorite M&M is peanuts. See, so a lot of people like the peanut, Frank. It's almost as if, as if the original, it's like my complaint, it's like it's a little too shiny. Like when you bite it, it's almost slippery when you bite it. Is that a weird thing for me to say? Does that even make any sense? No, Maybe it, it just happen to you because they don't happen to me. Th does it make any sense? Nope. Nobody understands it. I... I like biting into a peanut and feeling it crack and having the chocolate and the peanut mixed together. When you, so you're like a textured type of person. Yes. The texture mean? of the originals, while I'll eat them all day, every day, because they're good, not as good as that texture of having the peanut and the chocolate. Like, I really enjoy that mix. And then that's why I think I like sweet and salty. I like the pretzel ones. I like that because I like the combination. The, the original ones, while tasty and obviously serve their purpose, um... Something about in the bite, how it, it almost like, I don't know. There's something about Bunny. it that just doesn't convince me. I, I eat them. I love them. But my favorite are the peanut by far. I don't know. The whole thing about them, like, melting, not melting in your hand. I remember as a kid. Well, I'm still a kid, but, you know, younger. Um, I had peanuts in my hand. And, like, when I was, like, you know, putting them in my mouth, like, I the color stayed on my hand. Yes. So yes. I don't know if that like, what is that all about? Well, that's the dye that they use to make it the different colors. And someone pointed out earlier in the show that with the original M&Ms, the different colors, they all taste the same. It's the same thing. I don't know if you're aware of that. You same. ever heard, like, okay, so, you know, when you eat in Skittles, right? Mm -hmm. And it's different colors. Everybody say it's just the cup. You look at the color and you think it's that flavor, but all of them is the same. No, actually, that's true with the M&Ms. But, Frank, we discussed this. The colors are different flavors, lime and green apple. The good thing about Skittles, I don't mean to get off the M&M train here, but for those of you that might like Skittles as much as M&Ms, the beauty of Skittles is 
And I know, look, I just see Christopher Carroll nodding. There's, there is something with sports here in, in Slam and our athletes in Skittles. Because I know on our basketball team, we used to have to have Skittles on the bench. And when they would come in, they would want to eat Skittles. I don't know if the sugar got them going, whatever. But on the baseball team, I guess sunflower seeds have been replaced for Skittles. Don't some of you guys have Skittles? I'm not going crazy. I remember supplying it. I sometimes. mean, like, sometimes it's like, it's usually gum. Gum is like. I remember playing baseball. It was always gum for me. But I can remember supplying Skittles for you guys at times. But the Skittles, what I was explaining earlier was every swig of Skittles, like, you know, when you take the bag, you take three or four, you put it in your mouth. Every combination tastes different. So every bite of Skittles is a whole new flavor that you've invented by virtue of whatever fell in your mouth. I think that's cool. Like, you can have them one by one, and they're their individual flavor, right? But if you mix in, and not knowing, you're not doing a recipe here, but, you know, two lime mixed up with an apple and the red, and wow, that tastes good. You don't know. You just, mm. So every bite is a new surprise, and that's what I think makes Skittles unique and delicious. M&M's, you know it's all about chocolate, right? True. And plus Skittles, you have the sour version, which is by far my favorite. Sours okay. are good. You guys turned me on to the sours. In fact, might have been you, Alba, who turned me on to the sours some months ago. Those are really good in the realm of Skittles. I'm more, I don't like candy much, so M&Ms are my thing. So peanut seems to be prevalent. Anybody else have a different M&M that's their favorite M&M? I mean, the blue I one. Yeah. What's that, Francisco? Uh, for the Skittles, like, you know the, you know the purple ones, like the berry ones? Yeah, we're not talking the Skittles, though. You're M&M. What's your favorite M&M flavor is what I'm saying. What's your favorite M&M? What kind of M&M? What's your favorite? The peanut one. You like? You see what I'm saying? All of you like the peanut one. It's just different. It does. It it hits different too. It's it's, but I really I enjoy. Like I said, the pretzel is fantastic. You guys have learned some of the history of M and M's, which is interesting. We talked about how the military was involved. Um, the commercials are epic. Are their commercials not awesome and they argue with each other? I love their, I love their commercials. They're so funny to me because like sometimes it's like one M&M eats the other one and it's, it's hilarious to me. But that's when like those re those commercials actually like re um, revolutionized for M&Ms because before that, what were the popular M&M commercials? There weren't, there weren't necessarily any popular commercials until they started introducing the characters. When I tell you this, Frank, this is going to make more sense to you than any of our students. Uh, Will Vinton is the reason behind these characters where would you know will vinton from once upon a time in the 80s there were similar animated characters called the california raisins i was gonna say that that's what they reminded me of well it's the same guy who made okay it. there you go makes so it sense explains a lot because if you were gonna tell me guess a cartoon or guess an artist whatever i would have said california raisins and i don't know if the kids know anything about california raisins that's not something but they used to have commercials where California Raisins, they went on a marketing campaign. The truth was, I'm not a raisin eater, and they were pretty darn good. Uh, people were eating raisins left and right in the 80s. So California Raisins became really popular, and they had this whole ad campaign, and they created these raisins that would talk, and they had personalities similar to the M&Ms. Same guy who did it. That spun into a cartoon series and everything because it had the whole California Raisins. They were rock stars. Mm -hmm. They had the that chocolate the bar, the M&M chocolate bar that, that, that had a voice by the late Phil Hartman, who passed away. And there's other guys like John Lovitz, John Goodman, uh, Vanessa Williams. These are people who have been the voices behind some of these M&M characters. I think that makes it kind of funny and unique as well when, when they put a name and her face. Like, all of a sudden, like the red M&M is a character on a commercial. Like, they've really taken it and run with it. 
Frank, you mentioned the the space in Times Square. That's the Eminem store. It's three stories. I every time I go to New York, I make sure to go by the Eminem World. They also have one in Vegas. Yeah. I've been to the one in Vegas also. I've also been to the one in Vegas once. Yes. The New York one is a lot bigger than the Vegas one. So is it like everybody just likes peanut? Does anyone? What's any other flavors out there as your favorite? Or I call them flavors, but types of M and M's that are your favorite. I can't dig the pretzel ones. Those not. You don't like them. Some of the other, some of our other students, what uh, what flavors do you? Are you boy, you flavors otra vez. What type of M and M's are your favorites? They don't seem to like M and M's. Uh, well, they gotta say so, but since they don't say so, that's it. So they're done. Frank, it's been a wonderful show. It has. It's been a fantastic show. Um, I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. No, that's them. Right. All right, all right. That's right. They're muted. We don't get to talk anymore. Fun. Yeah. And the great book will show it. That's it. Can't have three people talking, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It is a class at the end of the day. I know I'm doing national radio, but we're going to air out the issues. You warn, you warn, you warn, you warn, you warn. You spend 30 minutes doing research, and you still get the same dumb stare by some of them. No. Your La job pobre. is to come on the air. I told you guys five times, come on the air. Let's talk about this. I'm not calling on you. Yeah, that's it. You lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. Nope. But there's actions and consequences, and those actions come with consequences or inactions. So I celebrate those who did chime in, and I appreciate you. But no, 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 no. (sighs) It feels so good not having to talk about basketball. It does, and it feels even better knowing that we're going to have baseball almost all day. Well, baseball starts at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. I'm going to remember this time because yesterday I forgot that the game started at 4. Mm-hmm. Got a 4 o'clocker and then you got an 8 o'clocker. But was West a- Coast game's 4 o'clock. That means there'll be some late inning shadows. Is that how they're doing it today? They're reversing I it? I believe so. I'm almost certain. I'll check the schedule for you one more because time. Because yesterday with the ALCS, that was at 4 right, o'clock. But I am pretty certain beyond the scope of doubt. I mean, you could be right because they did have Oakland games starting at noon Pacific time. Um, and the Shadows played a huge factor in those games. So the Dodgers, uh, they'll be playing game two of this series. I call it an afternoon game. It's a 6.05 game. So it's not four? It's not four. Okay. It's a six o- no. Yeah, it's 6.05 game. Kershaw on the mound today. So I said, where are they playing? Is it a neutral site? I'm immediately I think it's assuming Park. it's a West Coast. I think it's Petco Park. So it's in the West Coast. Yeah. So not the Chavez Ravine Shadows, which are usually worse. But you'll still have some afternoon shadows that'll make it interesting. Uh, Kershaw will take the hill at 3.05 Pacific time against Anderson in game two. That should be interesting. And then the late game will be the East Coast game. So the Braves-Dodgers are playing at Globe Life Field, which is the new field in, uh, over in Texas. Right. Well, it's the old one. I think the new one is going to be where the World Series is actually going to be. And they start at 840, so there may be a point in time where these both games are on at the same time. One will be late, one will be just starting. Right, for a few innings. A couple of innings at least. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Ian Anderson on the, on the hill against Clayton Kershaw in the first game, and then it's Ryan Yarbrough for the Rays against Jose Urquidy for the Astros. I cannot actually believe that in a very quiet, demented way, I would like, not rooting, I would like to see the Astros win. I know you're rooting for the Astros, bro. I know it. I know it because there's no way in hell that you're going to possibly root for your division rival. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. 
if the Boston Red Sox were playing the Houston Astros, you'd be rooting for the Houston Astros. Oh, I root for the Red Sox. You're a liar. Remember? You're a liar. Hold on. You don't remember when that went down last year? All right, fine. I rooted for the Red Sox. We made a big joke about how I was rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah, but now it's different. So, yeah, every time I don't like the Astros, I root for the Red it's Sox. It's different because I now really all those root. allegations came out. That was pre-allegations, remember. I still hated them. But some weird way, I'm, ooh, I'm not rooting for them. I'd like to see them win. You want to see them win because you want to see them go to the World Series. And lose. So that's the definition like of rooting for somebody. Like I'm pink. sorry. To, I'm sorry. To like do. oink, oink. That's the I want to see them lose. That's the definition of rooting for somebody. When you want to see them advance. See them squeal. So they can get to the World Series. And lose. And what happens if they win the World Series? What are you going to do with yourself? If is a three-letter word. It's going to be an awful year for you with champions because first LeBron, now this. You're saying don't even risk it. Don't Let risk it. No, 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 no. Eliminate them while they're hot. Right now. Oh, yeah, Tampa. Foot on the throat. Foot on the throat, bro. You're gonna regret. You're gonna. You're gonna regret it. You think so? Huh? Yeah, because it's not like Joe Kelly's gonna be throwing at the Astros in the World Series. Oh, that's what I want to see. But it's not gonna happen. It's a different ball game. Come on. Different Dang. scenario. It's not gonna happen, bro. Frank, the theater and the drama tonight is so delicious. I know, but you know very well the playoff baseball is not the place that people throw at each other. Look, look what happened with Acuna Jr. with the Marlins and Braves, and everybody right away jumped on Acuna Jr. for acting a fool in that situation. Which Even Colin why. Coward said it. Which he goes, why? "Why in the world would the Marlins want to lead off the inning by putting you on base? Why? That makes no sense. It's playoff baseball." Coward said it. Yeah, but there was already somebody on when he got hit. Uh, well, you know, in general, right, there was somebody on. But in general, why would you want to put him on? Even if that was the leadoff man, why would you want to put well, him what on? What he's saying is the first hitter. So what happens is you put on a hitter, you don't get the out, now you go to two, three, and four with people on base. And especially since there was already somebody on base, why would the Marlins? And, and the two, and three, and four that Atlanta has. Yes, and it complicated things in that inning, by the way. So, I, you know, that guy's an idiot, though. So I won't root for him. Mm-mm. So, you know, that's off the, off the table. No Braves rooting, so that's why I go for the Dodgers. So you're not going to see that plunk ball. So we're not going to have to worry about none the of that. The Dodgers win tonight. I go out and get my Dodgers hat. Fact. They're down 2-0. I'm not buying a Dodgers cap. I've been hearing this from you all. Yeah, but long. I've been stalling it. And I've been stalling no, it. No blue Dodger hat on your desk. If they win tonight, I'm buying it. Where are you? Are you going to go to Lids? Yeah, I'm going to walk in. I, what I haven't done. So, I'm walk into so then you're not going to have it on tomorrow. You're going to have it on the day after. Because since it's the late game, you're going to have to go see it tomorrow. It's not the late game. It's Oh, is it the 4 o'clock game? It's the 6 o'clock, but I can't get to a cap. There's no way that you're going to make yeah, it. I'd have to buy it before the game and pray or well, buy it after. You do live in Hialeah, so you can find the Mickey Mouse uh, Dodger hat. No, I want the nice one. They sell them at the gas stations and stuff. Yeah, maybe I won't buy a Dodger cap. <laughs> I'll stay away from it. I'm not a Dodger fan. I, correction, I'm not buying a Dodger cap. There, no Dodger cap. No trip to the mall. Just go Dodgers. Go Astros? Yikes. You want to see that World Series because you want to have it again. But here's the problem with that. Here is the problem with that million. So bad. The Astros win. Now all of a sudden, you can't use necessarily use the whole 2017. Oh, they cheated thing against them. Because they proved it to you that they won without cheating. Without garbage like cans, without like buzzards, a, without it's anything. It's like a good prize fighter, Frank. At the end of the day. What is it that George Masvidal says all the time? We'll run it back. And things are super necessary. I think they both go hand in hand as it's pretty super necessary to run this one back. I think baseball, they got no satisfaction or closure from the scandal, needs an Astros-Dodgers World Series. We need it. 
Don't downplay it for a second. I'm not rooting for the Astros. I'm rooting for baseball. I'm rooting for what's right. And incredibly enough, they could get eliminated in the ALCS. That's The right thing is the Dodgers and the Astros. It's like as if, okay, you get to play it again. They're, neither one is my team. The drama's delicious. I don't care of the outcome. As the baseball fan, we win if the World Series is the Dodgers and the Astros. So tonight, go Astros, go Dodgers. I don't believe I just said that, but I swear to you, the very best thing that could happen to baseball in this transitionary period of sports, their ratings have been down, their attendance is supposedly down, but baseball's not been good. No, during this thing. No, 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 I was going to say, it's, it's been not all been sports. Bad. It's been all sports. It's all sports, but during this stretch, it's the one that suffered the least. Because obviously people aren't going to ball games. We're not checking butts and chairs, but... Remember the past, everybody talked about how baseball was dwindling. This is a great opportunity to steal some market share. We always think the NBA has the flair for the dramatic and the theater. It's about time baseball got back to a little theater. Those Red Sox-Yankees rivalries. Those Dodger-Yankee World Series. Toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano. It's been teams throughout the years that do that and make baseball a better sport. That's why they've been a better sport. Because they allowed 27 teams in the playoffs. No. It just reminds us of things that are good. The birth of spring is when that season starts, and the fall letting in, leading into the winter to hibernation, and we figure out who there is a champion, where there is a champion, who is the champion. Baseball's so yummy, so good. Baseball deserves that World Series. If you're a true baseball fan, you want to see the Dodgers win tonight. You want to see the Astros win tonight. I'm telling you. The very best thing for Major League Baseball would be a fall classic, a redux. Super necessary to run it back. And Dodgers and Astros would be the way to go. Somehow, some way, if I could plead that into existence and make it a reality, I would be a satisfied man no matter what the outcome is. So, sir, I know you think that I'm afraid of the Astros winning, but I leave it in God's hands. And I do so as I ride off into the sunset shirtless. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.